2: This is the Mike Rutherford Show
1: on the Big X. Sportos, motor hits, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right,
0: all right. Welcome in, everybody. It's Thursday, July 21st. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96 1 FM. You know what better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey is always behind the glass. He's rocking a Toronto Blue Jays shirt. He's re-energized because it was AEW Wednesday. He's focused. He's happy. He's excited. And he's here until 6 o'clock just like the rest of us. We want to hear from you in between now and then. Hit us up on the Thornton sex line as always. 502-414-1450. Thornton's bringing you Summer Cash Bash all summer long. They want to give you ten grand. they are giving away 10000 to a lucky Refreshing Rewards member every week all summer. At the end of the summer, they're giving away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. To enter, all you got to do, open that Refreshing Rewards app up. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon and bang, you are entered. If you don't have a Refreshing Rewards uh, program membership just yet, very easy to get enrolled. Text REWARDS to 80313 today and you are in. Uh, Trevor Kelsey, again, Blue Jays t-shirt, looking good, looking, uh, I don't know, Re energized, re enthused, refreshed. How are you on this fine
2: Thursday afternoon? Uh, doing well. You bringing the energy for back to back days. We're in the, the 1986 86 or 80, 86, right?
0: This is, um, same logo, 86.
2: same logo for both years, so it's hard to tell from here. 86. I can't read you. yeah. B- rocking the 1986 national championship shirt that just uh, teased in my face that they don't make them big enough for me, so that's okay. Uh, What's the I, hat you got on today? It's, you, it's an Adidas hat with a hat, all the letters that have worn off. So I like, it's, there's, there's like I always see like one little. It looks like a bug on the maybe the top front of it. I can't.
0: I ba- I think it's just the eye. It's the only letter that's <laughs> left. So I'm wearing a hat that has like one rubber eye on it. But it's stretchy and it feels good on my head. So and there you
2: like, go. I tell you what, Sat beats Syracuse and Sat Win goes two and zero. Oh, that's what it's going to look like in the upper deck of the Florida uh, during the Florida State game. We've got. You're going to see just one little eye up one there. One letter game one letter game one letter game
0: well uh hopefully that doesn't happen that we'll, we'll try to avoid that <laughs> we've got other football notes to get to it's the second day of ACC kickoff kickoff today the less cool schools aka the coastal schools uh talk today I don't, I don't think it was nearly as exciting as some of the stuff that we got out of yesterday's breakout sessions but Malik Cunningham made uh, Clemson fans mad he made UK fans mad he made Louisville fans happy we can sort of react more to that we've got more we always have a DJ Wagner update of the day but we've got more DJ Wagner updates Uval and UK fans are also fighting about this it's been a great summer for rivalry fighting which is the best possible case for us we got nothing else to talk about the rivalry being like a little bit more insane than usual in july is fantastic cuz it just you can cover 3 hours on any given day you could spend 3 hours making Kentucky fans mad making Louisville fans happy vice versa uh it's an easy way to fill a show, and when you have actually legitimate ch- like substance to make that happen, it's even better. So we've got that going on.
2: Can't wait till after he decides, and then we get the real trash talk between the fan base that didn't get him. It's going to be good. Like, you, we know you cheated. We know you did this. We, you Or in some cases, you had to hire his grandfather and his... His surrogate dad to be your coach. You sold out just to get one guy you wanted.
0: Don't you think the mm-hmm. smack talk is going to be better? And I'm not just saying this as somebody who wants this to happen. I feel like the smack talk will be infinitely better if Louisville gets him. If, yes. Because if Louisville gets him, you've got the back and forth of new era. We got your guy. You guys were so confident. Suck on this. Kenny, Payne's got, Kenny Payne won those games. Kenny Payne's getting get those recruits. Hope you enjoyed your domination in the rivalry for now because it's over. And UK can say, look, we still have a super class. Like, our class overall is still higher ranked than yours, which seems plausible considering the guys that they're in on. Uh, We've still dominated you recently. Watch what happens this year. All that stuff. If Louisville loses him, I mean, Louisville fans don't have a whole lot to be chesty about.
2: It's it's Louisville and Clemson football again. Because that's where we are right now. We're 0-7 versus Kentucky in pretty much every recruiting aspect in basketball. And this is – we've got to get that – otherwise, yes, we'll just be – I mean, we can whine, you know. Oh, you got lucky because James Quick stopped, or, you know, you got lucky because uh, Malik Williams got hurt, or you, you know, guys do butt you, stuff you, on the field. You, you yeah, yeah, and, and you know, to translate it, you paid uh, Marcus T. You did something for Lyles. You, you know, you you obviously uh, got to DJ's dad somehow. I mean, that's, but it won't come as it just doesn't come as strong at this point from Louisville because they've swung and missed and. We need the upper hand on something. We've this got to the gold sombrero talk. of recruiting versus Kentucky. Yeah, we we need something. because all you need is that one. Navy eventually got that one. It took them sixty years, but they got it. Especially this one, who's now like back to being yes. the number one
0: player in the in the country, who has direct ties to John Calipari. I know we've got direct ties to his family, but there's still like like there were reasons to. I mean, before Kenny Payne got hired, it was a done deal. He was going to go to Kentucky like that in and of itself makes it a sexy get for us if we're able to land him. Uh, But there were some new developments on that front. We've got the back and forth about this NIL deal. Is it not an NIL deal? We've got some clarity, I think, about that. How much of a big deal is that as far as which way he's leaning? UK fans think it's a gigantic deal. Louisville fans are trying to downplay it. Uh, We'll get to all that good stuff. But first, Trevor, your Wednesday night. I can tell you had a good one. You, you came in here. You were happier today than you've been the rest of the week. I
2: mean, you it feel just, good. Yeah, I mean, despite, uh, well, I mean, like I said, I was a little tired because I did sleep a little later than normal. I didn't really kind of wake up because I had one of those really good dreams last night. It was like know? 2.45? Yeah, well, it was, you know, it's one of those dreams you just didn't want to wake up because, you know. I don't want to know anymore. So much better than your reality that you live in. I don't need to know more. Uh, but, <laughs> other than that, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good night. Uh, Dynamite was solid. I wasn't very happy with the, uh, the, fi- the, the main event. Um, the match was decent, but I really didn't like the way it was booked in. I really wanted—I thought Eddie Kingston should have won, but they had Jericho win. I uh, was unhappy uh, about that. Uh, short of that, all the matches were fun. It was a decent show. And then I uh, watched a couple sitcom reruns, finished the uh, documentary on Netflix. Which people are wondering why you used that picture on the show tweet.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit because yeah. you and I—we mentioned this yesterday. I, like so many people, have an interest in D.B. Cooper, and I know that there's that new Netflix doc out. I was going to start it the other night. Um, I need to start it at some point. I might do that tonight.
2: It's it would take. I mean, it took me two days to watch it just because I started late both times. If it takes you two days. It's probably gonna take me two months. It's gonna be a while for you, yeah. I think it's interesting, and they I, might find him by the time you finish it. I want
0: to know because I've always I've listened to a couple of podcasts on this. I've read stuff about it over the years, and I've always come to the conclusion that he he probably died on the jump. That's okay. always been my thought. With this new doc, I've seen a lot of people say that they had that same belief, and now they've kind of changed. Do you think that there's Enough information, enough evidence in this doc that you just watched, without giving anything yeah. away, for me to potentially change my conclusion.
2: Um, no, I mean, there's just, I mean, there 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 are things brought up that, that would make you. I mean, I could see where it can make you lean towards one of the suspects they mentioned. Okay, uh, one of the ones that uh, especially Tom Colbert is is obsessed was was obsessed over. Um, did have a lot of things point his way. There was. But the problem is, is everything's circumstantial. And that's the word you learned in and I don't know if you stayed in law class long enough to pick up that word or not. But uh I mean it's pretty much what it is. I mean, and the only the, the, I tell you what, the the it had me on the same guy Colbert was on for a little bit until like midway through episode three. And episode four, which is the, the last one, like brings out this like really interesting connection and clue. Hmm. That like you like, it doesn't say it's not the me- the guy that I had my eye on originally, but I think it's just way too much of a coincidence to not be connected to the person who did play D.B. Coo- Cooper. Now, you've already said that you think you could pull vault. Do you <laughs> think you could pull off a D.B. Cooper heist? No, no. I, 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 could, I could lift myself on a pole to the height of of, of a vault. I like imagining you in this, but, in this scenario, though. I like imagining no, you on a plane. I, I'm, not, I'm not parachuting or bungee. No, no man that weighs as much as I do <laughs> will ever put the trust in a piece of plastic or cloth. Just
0: jumping out of a plane in your Seattle Kraken t-shirt I mean, again. no, <laughs> I mean. Walking through the air with 10,000 I'm going to be Peggy to Bundy
2: just being like, here I come, honey. Splat. Just hope to land in mud so I can just be embraced and, and just maybe break all the bones of my body but survive. No, I'm not. Not, and I guess he did it for 200000 which is the equivalent of a million today. Yeah. But uh, even for a million, no. I don't know if I'd... I'd do a lot of things for a million dollars. I probably wouldn't do that. I, m- I could not probably it. not jump off of, no. I mean, I, I'd probably rather run through a a, cor- uh, a cornfield naked backwards than I would do, do, do okay. jump out of a train. Oh, okay. or I mean, jump out of a plane. A little much, but okay. <laughs> Just saying.
0: Uh, <laughs> off and running, 315. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask you... I know that you, because this was talked about yesterday, the text line was blowing up before our show about this Roush versus Walker spat. I listened to this, this show, by and the way. I knew you did. That's what I was going yeah. to ask you. How bad was it? Because it sounds like they were like genuinely a little bit pissed off, off at each other. And TJ was like, it was great radio. And I, I mentioned yesterday, the text line was, it seemed like overwhelmingly in TJ's corner about whatever was discussed. So it you having be. heard it, give me the quick synopsis and why roush was being wow why,
2: why roush lost it? i don't i don't know I, I can always just assume that you know he's he's got the rough times at sdc media days. yeah i mean i don't, maybe he was in atlanta and he was missing the, the 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 wife and kid i don't know i mean he was just he was getting aggravated with coaches. He he seemed he took a lot out on Clark Lee even though he did a great impersonation of. of
0: I mean Clark Lee was the star. Well, well, well I lo- he said that Vanderbilt's going to be the best program in but, college football. But he football summed one up day.
2: by saying the reason no one cared about that was because he said he threw it in the middle of a 17 minute boring ass sequelity or whatever it's called. Soliloquy. Yeah, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. It. Roush got it right. I didn't. We're close. Uh, and it, like Roush did, like he did a like a professional reading of it in in Clark Lee's voice. He's like, "We're fiscally going to do this." and then he like throws it in the middle of it. So I like that. He said, that's how I got kind of lost. Like someone finally was like, hold hold on, wait a minute. I I was dozing off. Did you just say what you said? You know, but, uh, what really caused the spark, the anger between Roush and TJ was Roush was referring to, I guess, the camp that well, Levis was in and he talked about coffee. Say what? Mayonnaise and coffee. No, it wasn't food related. Thank, thank Lord. Um, he talked about how one of the scouts or someone there was—I forget who he said it was—was was praising Levis because he's got the size and arm strength of a top five pick. And, they wanted to be Josh Allen, and and TJ was like, "That's great, Roush, but I don't I don't care. I know I know his measurements. I know his arm strength. I want to know is his accuracy improving." And Fair Roush, point. and Roush just gets that he's like, "Well, I mean, you you got—I mean, you don't—they t- don't the camps don't really t- teach anything like that." And and he's Roush just got so mad about it. And like Rouse, just like you know, you this the, they look at measurements. You don't think these people don't care about measurements and no, 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 and, and arm strength and and the intangibles and you know and and TJ uh, TJ brought. I'm sitting there the whole time saying like, there's two names in my mind. I'm like, please say one. See him, see him, TJ. TJ does bring up one. Well, Rouse, what about Jamarcus Russell? Oh, yeah. he had all that stuff. Look at him. and he didn't say the other name. And it's a name we've brought up. And I don't remember if you brought it up or I did originally. That could be very fair comparison to the what Will Davis is going to in this offseason. Andre Woodson? Hunter Cantwell. Oh, that's even better. Because let's not forget. And I and I he wanted did, there was one story written that he could be the number one pick in the NFL Bill draft. No, Piper had him like second on his draft yeah, board. Because he'd never started before his senior season. And I Googled, I was like, I, I wanna make sure I find this. And I go do a Google search. And what do I come like the first thing that comes up. up.com is an article by you sure. talking about the the legend of Hunter Cantwell and mentioning you know, I don't know if you put a link into it that Mel Kiper had him number two on his draft board. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, because, and let's be honest, Hunter Campbell, I means six five, two thirty, 6'5", 230, can throw a Huge ball Huge arm, through, right. Ball through, yeah, do this list. And he was, you know, obviously we know how the season went and he ended up going undrafted and yada, yada, yada. And so I was like, I mean, that's, I'm not saying he's going to end up like Hunter Campbell. And then some other right, texters, we've seen Levis for a full season. Yeah, and texters were like, well, he could be Ryan Leaf. I'm like, well, I mean, it's like, comparing him to Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf is all is not that horrible because while they were bust, they were also top picks, and Ryan Leaf took his team to the Rose Bowl. I mean, also, they, what, Ryan Leaf was good in college; he, he just was. was horrible in the pro.
0: Also, like the whole Will Levis, like being a potential number one pick was based off of one guy a few months ago. Now that like cooler heads have prevailed, and I think more people have weighed in because most people don't do their early mock drafts for twenty twenty three until after the actual like NFL draft in twenty twenty two. Like that year. And now that more of those are coming out, I think I'm seeing more people saying Will Levis is like maybe late first, second round pick. Like I'm seeing more of him like being like the number forty-five overall prospect, then this whole like number one thing, and maybe that changes when he starts playing again, or maybe it starts changing when we get closer to the season. But I think the whole like like people just took that and ran with it because like Athlon or whoever came out with it and said he's the number one player in that. Cl- I mean that remember that draft also had like Malik Cunningham is like number nine overall or something. Yeah, well, he, had him in the first round, had him in the yeah, first yeah. round, which is I mean I love Malik. I uh, know, but I think we can all admit that that seems unless something changes dramatically this year his skill set does not translate into being a first-round NFL draft No, at, NFL, at
2: CFL, USFL, I don't care what L you put at the end of the league, I don't think the league's going in the first round.
0: Right, and so I think that the whole, like, some of the Will Levis draft stuff has been overblown, but certainly the, he's got eyes on him, and you understand why. I think everybody wants the next Josh Allen, and, that also would kind of lend itself to your point because Josh Allen's big concern coming out of college, well, I guess it was twofold, coming out of college was lack of competition and the accuracy.
2: Yeah, he only played two years at Wyoming. He was a right. juko.
0: He's got a huge yeah. arm, but there were, I mean, the some of the highlights that you saw that people were throwing out there when they were trying to you know, mock him being drafted so high, just overthrowing guys by like ten feet. Uh, it, it, that was the big concern with him. So, but everybody sees now what Josh Allen is doing with Buffalo. I mean, they're probably going to be the Super Bowl favorites going into this year in Vegas and I think everybody wants to replicate that they want to find the next Josh Allen and Levis certainly fits that mold and
2: not forget Josh Allen actually, from between his rookie year and his sophomore year two things big things happened one he added Stephon Diggs not a, not a small matter not a small matter at all uh, Dawson Knox who's been a huge diamond and rough find for them I mean how he, I mean he's another another guy that you look back and go man where? how did he not do better at Ole Miss when, along with Metcalf and Brown and so on and so forth and uh, he developed and then most importantly, he changed some of his arm motions between his year and his sophomore year. I mean, he changed the way he, some the way his, his throwing motion was. He worked with, uh, forget, I mean, some quarterback coaches and stuff like that. And so, I mean, he he did he did he did some 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 changing to his mechanics, which a lot of quarterbacks I don't think either a are too stubborn to maybe do, and I I get that, or b they're just too lazy to do, which is probably Jamarcus Russell. So I mean, and Ryan Leaf's probably both. So I just, yeah, I, 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 and Roush just, I mean, he just was getting so angry. It, I was laughing. He was getting so mad and TJ, TJ even pulled out the dumb, dumb on him. So, you know, oh, it was getting, no. yeah. when when you, when you get TJ mad, I've been, I've gotten TJ mad in many arguments. When he starts calling the, using the third grade language on you, you know, he's getting, he's getting he's a little picked off. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Roush is, I mean, he was almost yelling. Scoots just, I mean, poor Scoots. I felt bad for Scoots. I felt bad. Scoots, I, I just picture, like, being, like, the the only child when the mom and dad are yelling at each other and fighting. he's, like, hiding in the corner with his toy, like, just trying to pretend like he's not hearing it. And he's, like, he's like you know, he's got his little, like, Will Rogers, you know, toy from Lost in Space. And he's, like, danger, Will Rogers. Don't yell, Mom. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I think Rouse should be the mom in this scenario. But anyway, yeah, so they, he went off, and he started, and Rouse started yelling about how, like, Nobody takes the camp. Nobody takes these camps that seriously, TJ. I'm just telling you a stat. And then I started wondering to myself, I was like, no one takes like tryout and camp seriously. Like, I don't know. Doesn't the NFL do a whole thing called a combine to decide where they want to draft a guy on these type of things. So yeah, it was, it was entertaining. First hour. Love 1450 draft. All uh, right, drama, I mean. Love yeah. 1450 drama. I mean, but the inner drama. We, we, we enjoy the drama when we're going head-to-head with them. Sure. We, I enjoy all sorts of drama. Yeah. Around the station. It's all we get. Except when, when Matt. Matt's how you guys. like. Uh, yeah, we got to get Dennis involved Well, he's, he's, he just stays neutral. He doesn't even want to get involved. He's, he's like. Well, we're going to get him involved. We're going to have to start calling him that. Because we played him in football coming up yeah, starting
0: next year. So the rivalry's going to be back. Kenny Payne has already said he wants to start playing them in basketball again sometime down the line, which I think is a smart move. We're going to probably have seasons coming up where we play Indiana in both men's basketball and football. Love it. And
2: we're going to have to start calling
0: out the Hooter Report.
2: He, it's going to be war. TJ called me out on the second half of the show saying, again, you know, calling me. I don't think he was worth dumb-dumb in this situation. He would have if I'd been on with him. But referenced how I I'd brought up my my spiel about Indiana being back on the schedule for Kentucky and he, how he thinks it's stupid. and Makes no sense and yada yada yada. I don't I, I don't know why I feel like TJ's sometimes scared of Indiana. I don't think like I don't know why. Why I also, would you be scared of Indiana? I also don't really understand why you're
0: that invested in the UK Indiana football rivalry. I could it, not care less if they play, it's, but it's a well, weird thing to me. I
2: know. Well, it's I, it's not just that. I mean, I'm a, I mean, I want to see you know Kansas Missouri play. I just I'm an old school rivalry guy, and that is a that rivalry. It was the traditional rivalry. I mean, it was the point it had a, it had a damn prize at the end of it. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? Is that I still like a Kentucky I don't even know what it was.
0: It was a barrel. Uh, Texas, I've seen mocks that have the Lions drafting Levis in the teens. As a no, Lions fan, no. I'd probably just unalive myself. That would be the all-time because the Lions— How would the Lions have a—I guess assuming the Rams are going to be that bad, you'd have two
2: picks in the top team.
0: I don't know, but the Lions, famously, we've talked about on the show before this year's draft, the only NFL team— that has never drafted a Louisville player, insane, which, of course, is, it's my favorite team. They have had many U.K. players over the years. Uh, we, I think we went and looked up the list. R2 Spinner's the one that comes to my mind. I know they've had – well, they're they, they, they defensive player now, they just had. Yeah. But if they drafted Will Levis to be the new like – the They've new, got a few
2: offensive lines, Steinberg and mm-hmm. – um, But if, they, if they
0: drafted Levis to be the new like Stafford, that would be – that's a bridge too far. You know it's
2: funny? Did you say that? The, the the Cantwell draft. He's supposed to be the the number two on the board, and then never shut up. The Lions. That was Stafford draft. That was the Lions took Matthew Stafford in.
0: The other thing about Will Levis is the the mayonnaise and the coffee thing kind of went viral again yesterday during the SEC media of course, day stuff. You know, it was going to get brought up at the media day, but it went viral I mean, because they actually showed him doing it, and it's one of those things well, where he's done it before. Like some, but he we've heard him talk about it, but like you know, like crimes. And I don't want to compare this to some of the crimes where we've seen videos where it, it definitely. No, they, you're okay because putting mayonnaise in your coffee is a crime.
2: It, <laughs> you should be point. arrested
0: in 38 states. When you actually see it, when you actually like see him squirt the mayonnaise in there, stir it around, and then take a drink, it's—I mean—it it goes from being like, "Hey, kind of funny, weird thing," to like, "This guy's a legitimate psycho." I—I I, I can't imagine doing this. I'm repulsed. I can never watch this video again. That's how I felt watching that. But anyway,
2: um, I mean, putting mayonnaise on anything is repulsive to me. Angry guy's already texted them. And your guys are texting. he takes he takes the yes test a couple of times. After what Levis did to you, p
0: words, you all are ones who should agree with him being the first pick. I mean, if that's all it took, then I mean we would have had who's the guy? The Mike Teal who threw seven first half touchdowns against us from Rutgers back in the day should have been the first.
2: pick. Oh, I mean, I'm a, I guess Duke fans think Malik Williams should be number one. mean Malik Cunningham should be number one. Yeah. It might take Malik Williams too. Uh, text her, uh, TJ, I texted. You your basketball shirt. It threw me off. Oh, uh, sorry. Again, <laughs> that's why I said Williams. Yeah. T.J. texted it now. Now he's coming to
0: defend himself. I was just riling him up, but when he entrenched in on the take that you couldn't compliment QBs on accuracy in passing slash yes. practices, <laughs> then the rile was coming from inside the house, and
2: I was riled. That's a good text. I like that. He did. Bring, he was like, You do know they give accuracy awards at these things, right? Yeah. Nick was like, No, well, yeah, but you still can't judge it. He's like, DJ he goes, It's a passing camp. Uh, Texas says, Please no
0: more KY Sports Radio recaps. I love the, the amount of global fans who listen to this who think that we're always talking about KSR when we're talking about KRC. No. <laughs> we don't talk about K. We don't listen to KSR. We listen to KRC. I, yeah, I don't That's listen. That's our 7 to 9. Can't, yeah. And then 9 to 11 because we like it so much. That's well, let's what we
2: not, do. This was have you did listen to KRC. KSR? I mean, I don't want like, I, I to. It's talk. been a long time, but yeah. I don't want to be mean to people. Like I just don't listen to not mean. Radio. I radio. Mean, well, I, I don't know a whole lot either. TJ got mad at me yesterday for not listening to enough KRC.
0: I mean, I listen when I'm in the car in the mornings doing something, um, as I will be tomorrow, I flip on KRC. What are you going on tomorrow at my stress echo test. I'm running, they checking my heart as I run on the treadmill. Should be fine.
2: Did you get a result back on that heart meter thing? I think
0: that's, I'll find out tomorrow for that and okay. then they'll do this test and then hopefully they'll tell me I'm not going to die.
2: You got to run on a treadmill? That would yeah. kill me. Nah, I'm not excited about like, it. Like, what are you trying to like put me under or something? I'm not excited about it. What's stress echo? That's a cool name. The texter says, uh, open the app and bang. I like it.
0: That was my quote. <laughs> From the beginning of the show, Did you uh, say that. <laughs> I was a text says. So, where are we at in the Mary's movies list for T.K. to rank? Ooh, um, yes, good text. I sent I brought Trevor that the list yesterday. We we sat around a little bit after the show yesterday because Mary heard us talking about it, and she tried to, I guess, come up with the the twenty. I think we got to twenty. Exactly. Yeah, you movies. didn't number them, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we we got to twenty. We can read those a little bit later if we get. Little, I was very some intrigued board. by that list. It's an interesting list because these aren't like her favorite movies of all time. These are the ones that when she sees them on TV. Like if you if she's like flipping through the guide, well,
2: a couple of those I don't know why she ever saw them on TV, but well, like. <laughs> most of them are
0: most of them are like TBS TNT movies or USA. Like, can but, okay, but I can hold on, hold okay. on. So like those movies are the ones where she like when she's got the guide open, I can see it coming from a
2: mile away. I'm like, well, I know exactly <laughs> what she's clicking on. I know what we're watching. I've
0: seen this movie parts bits and pieces of it
2: four thousand times over the last fifteen years. I can see the era that she's in. Yeah, like you you can tell like uh, like especially even some of them. Like I, I'm like I, I saw one of them. I'm like, really? And then I thought to myself, okay, well, I think I was maybe 17, 18 when this came out. She was probably what 13, 14, maybe. Yeah, a lot of and, a lot and, of like mid 90s movie. Yeah, and I could see we're like, okay, if I'm probably watching this at 12, 13, 12, 13, it's a different perspective. I, and I don't think that gets thought of enough when people like judge other people's taste in movies. Like you gotta. You gotta take something with a grain of salt when someone sees something at a certain age. It's a comfort movie. It's gonna have a nostalgic feel to it. Yeah, if you want to he... have
0: something on the background, like when you're just like yeah. doing other activities, like that's what you want. Like these aren't like her favorite movie all, of all time. I can tell you is like The Sound of Music, but that's not no, a Mary. That's... It's not a Mary movie. Like you have to like find the DVD, like sit down and watch the whole thing. That's a
2: childhood movie too. I'm sure she
0: likes that. She likes um, It's My a Wonderful Mother. Life, but like you know, that's not. You like that, too. I love It's a Wonderful Life. We right. watch it every year. Um, but it's not a, you know, it's not a, it's not, it's not a Mary movie, technically.
2: No, she, her, her the movie list you sent me was like 95 to 2007, I think. There's some, there are a few outliers. There are a couple that are, I like, was amazed to see a sequel on there. Oh, yeah, she loves both Father of the Bride movies. Oh, now, don't spoil it. Well, I'm just saying. I wanted to tease. I want people like, oh, my God, what Mary sequel does she like? Well, I don't think anybody cares that much. <laughs> I but, think they do. Uh, I we, did. We got to take a break. When <laughs> we come
0: back, we'll get into a little bit of this U L uk beef uh, that can, has continued for another day. And then I tell you what, we'll start the next segment with the DJ Wagner update of the day because it just got even more spicy. And this, this has become like the DJ Wagner overall storyline is getting a little bit tired, but this subset of the DJ Wagner drama has become like my favorite story of the entire summer. It's fantastic. I can't get enough of it. We'll do that after the break. DJ Wagner Update of the Day coming your way right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. back in and
1: see I know, the Thursday
0: edition of know, the mike brother for show here on 1450 the big x it is i don't know if you've been outside today trevor i know you would prefer not to but you had to, to go outside uh, to, to make it to the show
2: today well oh, if i had a garage boy i might never see outside air
0: i don't blame you because it is <laughs> uh, you know the the seventh layer of hell today it's once again like i mean the air quality alert is awful the heat index is going to be triple digits. We're pushing triple digits anyway. Uh, it's the worst time of the year to lose your air conditioning. And if that happens, there's only one place to go AirServe. You know them. You love them. They're sponsoring the show. We love them for more reasons than that. Uh, how about being the only, one of the only uh, HVAC companies that is available to you 24-7? If you, you know, a lot of times you'll call your trusted heating and air conditioning company at 2 a.m. If something breaks down, Maybe you got small kids and you don't want the house to be 95 degrees with all these you know, small children that are trying to sleep. And your heating and air conditioning company—they can't help you. They can't do anything until that morning, if my, at my, the earliest.
2: My old company—I called them at like three a.m. when something happened like this. You know what they did? What? They just directed me to a Holiday Inn. Laughing your face. And I was like, I could have done that. And they're like, Sorry, we'll be there. We'll be there between eight and twelve tomorrow. I'm like, No. And
0: nowadays you. with the you know the everything seeming to be backed up, I feel like it's more like we'll be there at Wednesday. And it's Monday right now. It it just takes way too long, and that's why AirServe, thankfully, has... Technicians available 24-7. EMTs for your air conditioning, that's what we like to call them. Uh, They are focused on air quality and energy efficiency. Whether it's too hot, too cold, or too dry, or too polluted, they're going to make sure that you are comfortable in breathing the highest quality air in your own home. Give them a call today or whenever you need their services at 502-264-9662. Or you can visit their website, airserve.com backslash Louisville, uh, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com backslash Louisville. We love our friends uh, over at AirServe. All right, let's get into it. Hit the music. It's time.
2: My phone ringing in here.
0: You knew we were doing this. DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. Is Wagner. Is DJ going to go to school? Mm-hmm. DJ mm-hmm. Wagner, DJ mm-hmm. Wagner, DJ Wagner, mm-hmm. DJ Wagner. What exactly defines in an IO DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. No. Nike? Did they really sign him to a deal? Nike, DJ hey, Wagner, wait, Nike update, like, DJ Wagner. Wagner. <laughs> Who knows? But U of L and UK fans <laughs> are both pissed. DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. Wa- All right, let's do it. It's kind of appropriate, but the song I don't know
2: too coming into. The- it, it, yeah, it worked. It could have worked. I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah. DJ Wagner update of the daytime. Uh, you know who we're talking about, the number one recruit in the 2023 class. do If you, you don't, if you, don't, you haven't listened to the show. Yeah,
2: you have to the last 30 seconds of what I was saying. <laughs>
0: so, real quick, sort of a, a mini DJ Wagner update before the real update. Last night, you know, there was been so much talk about John Calipari went to Spain to see him play for the Under-17 World Cup team, and Kenny Payne did not. Is Kenny Payne even trying to get him anymore? All this stuff. Kenny Payne front and center. The picture's there at Peach Jam yesterday watching his New Jersey Scholars team uh, beat whoever they beat. Wagner had 11 points and five assists in the game. Uh, But Kenny Payne's right there. Our boy Evan Daniels is sitting next to him, or he's he's technically next to him, but he's talking to a UCLA coach. I I think um, Jay Lucas is in the picture. There's a guy at the top of the bleachers who looks like he's dead. I'm worried about him. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, the picture's on Card Chronicle. He's got his mask down around his chin. He looks very old, and he looks like he's asleep. It's it's a bad look. I don't know what's going on there, but somebody needs to check on that man. But Kenny Payne, if you're wondering, he's still interested in DJ Wagner, folks. He's still out there. He's still there. He's still recruiting him. But here's what we want to talk about today. So we got into it a little bit during the five o'clock hour because that's when the story broke. There's a picture of DJ Wagner that's on the announcement of this new Nike, I guess subset's the right word, uh, called Nocta. It's this new Nike company, that uh, apparel company that Drake is helping run. And so Instantly, UK fans see this as DJ Wagner has signed a deal with a Nike company. Drake, boys with Calipari, gone to UK games. Of course, he, Drake supports every team, but uh, he's gone to UK games. He's he did the whole Big Blue Madness thing a while back. This is great news for UK. Further evidence that DJ Wagner is going to be a Wildcat. And then I, I thought, because I kind of had the same thought as uh, our, our guy Ty Spalding over at Rivals. Ty looks at it and he's like, is this really an NIL deal? There's no, you know, there's nothing in a press release saying DJ Wagner has been signed to like the Nocta family. Like maybe this is just him posing for a picture uh, of, a, of an apparel brand and them using it. Maybe he got some money for it, but is this is really an NIL deal. So Kyle Tucker comes out this morning and says, and again, Kyle is typically on top of these things when it comes to Kentucky stuff. For clarity, it is my understanding that yes, DJ Wagner does have an actual NIL deal with Nocta, Drake's Nike sublabel. I would also not be shocked to see Kentucky basketball folks rocking some Nocta gear. Matt Jones sees this. He tweets out, assuming this is correct. It's hard to imagine DJ Wagner at Louisville now. So UK fans are like, they're celebrating. Like, this is a done deal. Well, we've heard from DJ Wagner himself now. Our boy, we mentioned this yesterday. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. Wagner. Wagner, He talks to Adam Zagoria, one of the guys that we said yesterday. When you get DJ Wagner news, you feel confident about it because. Zagoria is on top of it. He's works in the New Jersey area. He's been following DJ Wagner around for a lot. we got a this. relationship.
2: We, we, we told you about this yesterday. We said to trust him. You were
0: right. I said if anybody's going to break something like substantive about DJ Wagner, Zagoria is one of the few names that you can really and trust.
2: importantly, he talked to DJ. DJ told us himself, if it doesn't
0: come from me... Doesn't come from me. It's not real. Well, Wagner didn't say that, but that was Travis Branham saying that.
2: Well, that was through DJ, then. Through, through DJ. Through DJ, yeah. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> so after Zagoria talked a little bit about... His recruitment, the updates from Kentucky, Louisville, and actually Auburn is the third school that he, you know, is, is discussing. He gets asked about this, this Nocta thing, this, this, not Prima Nocta, this NIL deal, not Pete Nocta, but this Nike Nocta company where he's posing for a picture. Here's his exact quote. Nocta Nike. Exact quote from DJ Wagner. It's not really an NIL deal. It's no. just me promoting it. We're just some hoopers. They wanted to get some stuff out, so we're some hoopers. They just wanted to get the product out, and we wanted to help with that. Basically being like, they wanted us to post for pictures in their thing. I don't know if we got any money under the table, but it's not an official. Like, I'm not an official. I'm not on the Nocta team, on the Nike team. Or maybe it's him reacting to the news that this Drew caused such a splash and not wanting to give anything away and, and kind of trying to downplay it. Regardless, UK folks say it is an NIL deal. DJ Wagner himself says it's not an NIL deal. This is my favorite. Well, no, he didn't say that. This it's is not- the
2: definition of summer madness. He said it's not really. It's not really an NIL deal. The word really in there th- is the key word. Because then you're like, well, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, like, it's not really butter. It's margarine. I mean, it's like, what, 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 why do you have to put really in there? Can you just say it's not a deal, nil deal?
0: Well, it means he's not signed to a Nike like organization. Can a high school recruit take a nil deal? Yeah.
2: Paige Clarkson has like an energy drink one.
0: Remember that goat energy drink or whatever we talked about?
2: I just remember the billboards.
0: A few of them have yeah, a few
2: of them have have inked deals already. Okay. I didn't I mean I just didn't know. I, I didn't know where I guess we start drawing the line or where who can get nil deals.
0: Oh, no. I mean, like, you know, John Rutherford could get a nil deal if he wanted to. <laughs> Promoting screaming like a pterodactyl. I don't know. The new dinosaur exhibit at the Louisville.
1: Uh, I'll give you 20 center. bucks
2: to sign him to a nil deal if I can put it like a screaming like a pterodactyl on like a video. He's big enough. There's like a baby <laughs> offensive line. he be a five star prospect. Uh, That'd be
0: great. <laughs> Wagner also delivered the, the canned line when he was asked about his recruitment and, you know, updates. He said, right now I'm focused on Peach Jam. Winning a championship, which I loved. And then they asked him about the individual schools, and he's like, Yeah, I'll talk about them.
2: Uh, this. Is just, I actually did see these quotes. Auburn should be happy. They're the, only, like, the one that got the only different quote. Well, because he said the same belief about Louisville and Kentucky 5,000 times I, at this time. Yeah, I don't even know if Zagori even wrote it down. If he said it, he looked like Zagori got copy and pasted. Like the comment from one school to the next. So here's what DJY Nurse had to say about Louisville. They, he just asked like a quick you know,
0: breakdown of the schools in his recruitment. He said, Louisville, they're a great school. Coach Kenny Payne is a great coach. It's a great school, a great university.
2: I thought Very he hadn't bland. visited yet. What? He, I thought he hadn't visited. He has not. I know it's a great university. I've never been here. Well, you can you can look at the rankings. Look at the I'm okay. sure he's
0: done his research about speed school and the other the specific speed business school. school the yeah, he, you know he knows what what track he's he going kn- to. Take. He knows not
2: to take a semi under the underpass. On the, <laughs> he's looking
0: to the grade my professor websites their profiles. Um, Kentucky. He has this to say. Same thing. Coach is a great coach and that's a great university. They've had some great teams come through there. Basically, he's like I don't want to talk to you anymore. Let's get these quotes over. Yeah. Him. So he's asked about Auburn. He says I like the way they play. They get after it. Again, that's a great program. They play hard every time I watch them. They're some hard workers, so they play hard. They're a great program. The gist being Auburn plays hard. I mean, at least Auburn got some different adjectives in there. Well, because he
1: hadn't
2: talked about them at all. Like, I'm what are we going to do if he goes to Auburn? Oh, I'd die. I, I would What die. What is the whole fans going to do? It'd be only slightly he better than going to go Kentucky. He comes out and chooses Auburn. I
0: mean, I would... I'd appreciate the comedic element to it. But I hate yeah. Bruce Pearl so much that I. I mean, you'd rather go to slightly... Auburn if, if he's
2: not coming to Louisville, though. You want him to go to Auburn over? Kentucky, yeah, that's what I right? that's what yeah, said. Yeah. It'd be it'd be
0: slightly better than going to Kentucky, but <laughs> slightly. That would I'd be I'd be pretty upset about it.
2: What he came out just like threw everyone like, threw everybody for a, a loop and was like had the hats in there and then Eastern he pulled, Michigan. Then he pulled Seton Hall out from under the table, like I'm staying home Shane with Coach Holloway. Josh, Shane Holloway.
0: He was asked about his decision and what he's looking for he the most, and be his better. the the thing that he said the most that he's looking for is a winning system. Any system I could come in and try to help win. So these are the most canned quotes of all time. Like
2: there's yeah. nothing there. I mean he's got these memorized, I'm sure, but this isn't his first rodeo. I mean he's been dealing with media for several years now of his young life. He's number I one mean, player in the world. Yeah. He's, he's he knows he knows what to say. You know he's been he's been trained. Dad and grandpa have, you know, told him, you know, and, and, and surrogate papa and Kenny Payne has told him, you know, you know how, how to answer the questions. He knows. This is my I'm favorite. surprised he didn't even just hand Zagoria like a little card. Like, like, like what university you want to ask me about? Let's ask about Louisville. There you go. It just says though. Great university, great school. That's pretty
0: much what he it Like it's great school, it's great university. Yeah. They, they win games. Like that's that's pretty much it. Like that's that, you yeah, know it is what it is. I mean, talking to him is like Hold him. on. I, I I gotta get yeah. to this. I've got to get to this. Because this is so the person who finds this, Ty Spalding has been fighting the good fight against UK fans all day on this NIL deal front, which is hilarious. And so he, he, t- he finds the Zagoria story that we just used the quotes from, and he posts them on his, his Twitter page. He says, it's not really an ideal deal. It's just me promoting it. Just use the exact quote. And then his follow-up quote, this – I don't know if anything – I don't even know if I can say this on air. But I don't know if anything has thing? defined the rivalry more than this quote. He just goes – Ty, Ty Svaldi goes, I tweeted quotes from an article, and I have UK
2: fans telling me to bend over and spread my – Oh, uh, we'll leave it there. Yeah, I mean, imagination is not completely dead in this generation. I
0: I know, but like, I mean, I can't. Like, it's that perfectly defines the rivalry. Like, just I'm. (laughs) This is not me saying like, hey, DJ Wagner doesn't think it's an NIL deal. He's just using quotes from Wagner himself, and UK fans are like, yeah, bend over. (laughs) You're making it up. Suck it. Get over it. Get over it. I mean, the rivalry is just insane. But it, and poor John Fanta. We mentioned yesterday. He went on. He just was on Sweeney's one, yeah. show, and he had the quote that that Louisville fans ran with, where he was like, "For all intents and purposes, DJ Wagner is going to be a Louisville Cardinal." And I said, you know, not wanting to to throw water on the excitement, but sort of said, Fanta's a he's not a recruiting guy. Like he covers the Big East. He's he covers the games. I'm sure he's probably heard through the great final. because you know if you don't follow recruiting that closely, you probably heard a month ago that Louisville hired milt wagner and dj wagner was going to go there because that was the big takeaway i mean the 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 tyson take guys they don't dive into the recruiting they don't follow every little tidbit when it comes to uf on uk and they're texting me the other day and they're like you know you got milt like when's dj going to commit and i'm like well you know some stuff's changed so when fanta says that i don't like i don't think you should take that as gospel and poor john fanta woke up this morning and was like my God, my mentions. He's like you, UK fans. He's like, he's like, I had no idea it was going to get like this. I'm so sorry. Like, I feel bad because he's a, he's a sweet soul. He probably he, just gave his opinion. He, I, I'm sure that's exactly that's what it
2: was. Was, was it I mean no difference in you and I going on, you know, a show and being like, oh yeah, we think he's leaning towards Louisville. I mean, right. If you, if that's what you've heard, if you've read that yeah. a month ago, I'm sure that stuck with you because look,
0: there are 300 what 63 teams in Division One college basketball. You can't follow the, the ins and the outs of everyday recruiting for all of them. So when you hear a story like three or four weeks before because it goes mainstream, like Louisville hiring Milt Wagner, I'm sure that sticks with you. And unless you're just, you know, Travis Branham or one of these guys who works for one of the the scouting services, like you, you're not getting daily updates. You're not getting all these updates. And
2: you've, you've seen, I mean, obviously they've changed in the last couple of days, but again, you said some people don't follow it as religiously as others. And I won't expect them to. He's also seen probably after those hires, you know, a lot of people picking Louisville for, for dj wagner and the, the crystal balls all being low up until what like a week ago i mean yeah
0: then everything just changed yeah so spain I mean, changes people it
2: does it counting just, crows never go to spain people it's just what I'm spain. spain is just will change you you'll never be the same again once you leave spain so i i'm sure he's you know he, he yeah i mean it's just yeah don't don't leave the poor guy he just he gave he just gave it an opinion thought so he probably asked him where do you think he's gonna go and he just said well Good Lord it's a 50 50 chance unless she's gonna throw Auburn in there 10 percent
0: with every update like this
2: though, the race
0: for like obscure Louisville sports story a summer story of the year it's it's evening out like I, summer of sat recruiting <sighs> is right there with DJ Wagner oh we're neck we're,
2: and neck we're, we're a few weeks away from people going through his trash and see if he threw away a letter from Louisville or something. Like, look what we found wrapped up in a banana peel and an old yogurt. He threw away this, 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 this letter from Kenny Payne. I don't see any cow lovers in here. He clearly has no desire to go to Louisville.
0: Let me ask you a serious question. Does, does it? I know we talk about it every day, and we have fun. Like, I love the song. I love doing the update of the day. It's fun, even when it's like a, a non-update. It's better but, when it's a non-update, actually. Bro, are you a little bit tired of it? Like, is there a part? Because I know you're an old man. You don't like the like following the recruiting stuff. Like, you don't like the you know. And I, I'm mostly like you. but is, So is there a part of you that's like, can we just get on with this? Because Normally,
2: yes. I'm kind of the same way. I kind of love it. Normally, I would say yes. But I I mean, this has been, I, I mean, obviously, if he picks Kentucky or anyone other than Louisville, it's going to, the movie's going to end with a sad note. But right now, I mean, it's just been an entertaining movie for me. Like, I, I do have confidence in Louisville getting him. So maybe that's why it's not bothering me as much. But, I mean, I just, yeah. I, why no, do you have confidence in Louisville getting it? In Kenny and Milt, I trust. You just trust in Kenny? Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I, I I mean, I come from where, you know, I granted I didn't know Pops, but, you know, had Grandpa in the life. So I always chose Grandpa. Okay. So maybe it's why, you know, I mean, I mean obviously he had, he, had, he had Dad. Dad was around for, for DJ. But, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I like to, maybe it's, it's biased probably that I'm leaning Louisville, but it is what it is. And, I, and i'm not tired normally yes any other any other recruiting i'm probably like all right let's let's get it over with you know
0: texas dj wagner's a fan of summer barbecues that's why auburn's on the list
2: <laughs> nice 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 old reference pool there
0: what do you say so it's kind of
2: related you can do though. that now though right you can take him to a barbecue can't you i
0: mean i think you can do anything <laughs> I, if you ask questions about what's allowed and what's not allowed, I just assume it's allowed.
2: I mean, we're giving finish. out apparently not real or real nil deals to, like, high school seniors now from shoe companies. I mean, I, I don't think there's a line to be drawn at this point. So the other day,
0: I've got it on a related note. The other day, like, somebody was saying, like, you want to come over for a barbecue? to my, And Mary's like, I'm surprised he called it a barbecue. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's mm-hmm. like, I feel like people don't say barbecues
2: around here. It's more
0: like cookout. And I was like, I feel like I hear both equally. Like, yeah. I like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. I mean, this
2: is a Coke pop soda argument probably a little bit. but, yeah, but Not even
0: that. Like, I feel like I hear plenty of people like say, you want to come over to my house and barbecue? Or do you want to come over to my house and cook? I I've never ba- thought about it before.
2: I hear both. I mean, I hear both. I mean, there's a movie called The Cookout, right? Uh, there's not one called The Barbecue. The, but I, I, I think I, I feel like in, at least in my family, I hear barbecue more. Yeah. In my, my circle of limited friends. I feel like it's 50 I don't hear a lot of—I don't, I don't know if I've ever been invited to a cookout, but I've heard it. I mean, it's. I don't think it's out of the realm of crazy. Takes this crystal ball prediction, DJ to DePaul. Oh, I'd die. <laughs> I would die. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, see, I said Seton Hall is—I I mean, who, who could be, like, out of the blue nowhere? Well,
0: Nova was, like, the other school that people were like, they're distant third, but— it's right up there. You know, it's in the area. He's He, he likes the program. He's been to, to visit a couple of times. And then Jay Wright retired, and that kind of, kind of ruined squashed it. that. So poor, it's, li- it's a little work in time. Poor Colin F.T. He's like, I'm good,
2: too, guy. Hey. Look at me. Did you not watch Fordham play last year? <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. I'm a person, too, you know. <laughs> you can g- give me a shot. Just give me one chance. That's all I ask. Texas, is the
0: promotion is a paid one-time deal. Does that make it an NIL deal? Yeah, if you're getting paid, it's a nil. I We've mean,
2: got no idea if he's getting paid or not. That's, well, I mean, he's got to be getting. I mean, didn't he? Didn't he say in his own quote that he's getting swag at least out of it? No. Did I misread the quote? He just said they're looking for some hoopers to promote some stuff. I thought he said they were give he they received stuff too. I couldn't maybe I just guess I misread it. No. Who knows?
0: The we got to get this is knocked a gate. Noctigate 2022. I mean, they just want to get the product
2: out. Maybe I yeah. just miscrewed that as them giving them. You just heard the word product. And then well, I mean, I, I would assume they're giving them product to wear into to sport. I mean.
0: texture for... says, I remember when Anthony Bennett committed to UNLV and UK fans were tweeting him hoping he tears his ACL. Every fan base does it, but it
2: never ceases to amaze me. Oh, yeah. That's been going on forever. It's Anthony, terrible. I think Anthony Bennett got his. If you wanted him to get a bad deal in life, I think that happened already. Well, he's still rich. Is he? I would assume so. I don't know. Something tells me Anthony Bennett blew all that
0: money. I assume he's coming at you. Probably on like DoorDash
2: okay. looking at him.
0: Texas says, I'm already dead inside since Imani spurned us. Rather, DJ come here, whether, whether DJ comes here or not. Well, DJ is a, to me, DJ Wagner is a much, much bigger deal than Imani Bates. So I, I would not take that mindset. a yeah,
2: huge, com- massive difference. I know
0: at one point in time Imani Bates was a bigger name. He may still be a bigger name in the basketball world, but Wagner, I think even right now, I would say he's the better player. He certainly has more upside long-term. And well, like we talked about yesterday, there's a symbolic nature to this recruitment when it comes to Louisville trying to get the better of UK in something um, besides on-court battles, which, again, we have not lost to them in a men's basketball game since pre-pandemic times. No, DeJuan was, was in high school. Yeah, DeJuan was, yeah, was being recruited. Cal Perry hadn't hired his dad yet.
2: DJ wasn't even conceived yet.
0: <laughs> he wasn't even alive. Yeah. He wasn't even around. <laughs> but there's a symbolic value to beating UK out for a recruit and just you know getting – the number one, number two, depending on what scouting service you're looking at, player in the country to come to Louisville, he would be, I mean, let, let's let's call a spade a spade. In the recruiting ranking era, he'd be the highest-ranked player to ever commit to Louisville, to ever sign with Louisville, and it wouldn't yeah. be close. Like, he'd be— Since
2: 2000. Yeah, since
0: 2000, around that. And even, like, if you want to go back, like, he'd probably be the highest-ranked player to sign with Louisville since Griff, arguably. Uh We mentioned, you know, Griff was maybe the—if they had done scouting rankings yeah. back then— there's a lot of talk that he was, like, the best high school player in America. Scooter
2: McRae was pretty ranked pretty high, too. Would he have
0: been? I mean, because we're, we're talking number one. Like, we have to, yeah, to be a I don't fellow know McC- number one. I mean, he was
2: McDonald's All-American. I know that. So, I mean. So, I at
0: the very least, he'd be tied for, like, the highest ranked yeah, player there, to ever yeah. sign with Louisville. And in the scouting era, he'd be easily the highest ranked player to ever sign with Louisville.
2: That's no small
0: thing, whether Kentucky's involved or not. So, to me, I know Bates was a juicy summer storyline for a little bit. But there's a reason why everybody backed off him. There's a reason why he did yeah. or didn't do what he did in Memphis last year. Wagner is a much bigger deal.
2: I mean, I'm not saying – and I think we've made this clear. We both agree on this. Like, we both would take Bates, but I don't think either of us were really upset we didn't get Bates. No. I mean, I mean maybe maybe you maybe a little more than me, but I just – I would have taken him. I would have taken him, but, I taken, but I like, him losing him, I'm not like –
0: I don't think it went from us being like, hey, we're top 25 good to now we may stop. I mean,
2: I'm not going Vader when he thinks he kills Padme. I mean, I'm not like screaming at the the moon. A reference everybody can get. No! (laughs) (laughs) It didn't get Bates. Uh, I mean, that's, and maybe that's a lot to do with the fact that even though it's in limited time, I've seen Bates at this level play. I I have not seen DJ Wagner. I haven't watched DJ Wagner play at all. I mean, I just know what I read. I mean, I can watch some of his, you know, quote-unquote highlights from high school, but, I mean, really, what can you take from that other than maybe whether you like his shooting motion or something? Uh. I mean, there's not really much you can take from those for me, and I just— So, I mean, there is more of a mystery, I guess, that, to me, with D.J. West, why D.J. Wagner is well more important to me to get for Louisville as it was Monty Bates. And also— I I didn't sweat over. And also, I mean, this is Kenny Payne's first
0: real recruiting cycle. It is. Like, we are putting a lot of faith in his ability to land the top talent in America— Well, I don't think he's going to be like some people are upset about the transfers and swinging and missing during this offseason. But you can you can explain that away if you're bringing in a loaded first class that is headlined by this guy that we've been talking about for like three years now and DJ Wagner.
2: I just don't want this to be our Sean uh, Archie Miller, Romeo Langford thing. Where they bring in Romeo, you know, Arch, Archie. Well, he's better than Romeo. So I know. Well, I mean, Romeo was pretty highly rated too. He was, I mean, but he, he wasn't was top five. No, he was in the. He was around ten, though. I, I think, think he was him. like eleven when it all Yeah, went down. in that area. Well, he also got drafted eleven. Maybe that's where my mind is at for that reason. But and and I mean, it was. I mean, he didn't make the tournament, and that was a big signing for them. I mean, that was supposed to be his. You know, that they came out. Now let's hope that Kenny Payne's a better coach than Miller. I was never huge on Miller as a coach to begin with. To be honest with you, I wasn't big on that hire to begin with at IU, but. Um, I just I just hope that 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 isn't what we're headed towards. Even if we get DJ, if this is like, oh, we got DJ, but then, you know, we just have a mediocre year. We don't even make tournament. He leaves after well, one geez, year. Trevor,
1: let's,
0: we can cross that bridge when we get there. You're thinking eight steps ahead, right now.
2: Yeah, you know me. I'm always I'm always thinking ahead. I mean, let's let's try to get him first. It, would, it would be a, it
0: would be a very very big deal for Louisville DJ Wagner. I think even if he winds up not being. The greatest player since the greatest thing. Oh, since in my last mind, spread, we already landed. Him. I mean
2: thing. I'm into the postseason of his first year already. Well, you're the only one, I think. I mean, come on, by the time this kid makes a decision, he'll be he'll be a fourth year pro for me. All right. Many
0: people have many thoughts about this. We gotta take a break though. When we come back, hour number two is on the way. I also want to talk a little bit about the Kentucky promotion or the U of L football promotional schedule came out for this year. There's one game in particular that I think is going to be a fun thing for Cardinal fans to get excited about. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll take more DJ Wagner reaction. UK yeah, and U of fans have waited on the Thornton Sex line. Hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. At five. To 414 1450. Hour number two on the way next here on 1450 The Big X. hour of the Thursday edition of the mike rutherford show here on 1450 and 961 big x trevor you want to uh, how about a little bit of trivia right off the bat start the second hour you ready i'm loving it. i actually have a trivia question for you later all right here's yours though okay one main seinfeld character actually did not appear in the pilot episode elaine Wow. Oh, okay you got it very quickly <laughs> come on man uh, the that fir- was amateur hour for me, dude. The first episode was missing a significant part of the famous foursome, Elaine. However, there was another female character, a the waitress. named Claire, yep. who worked at the diner where Jerry and George would hang out. Even with Claire in the pilot, it was widely reported that Elaine came because the first episode was, quote, too male-centric. Um, Rosie hit- O'Donnell, Patricia Heaton, and Megan Mullally were all considered for the part, but it was Julia Louis-Dreyfus who uh, had close ties to Larry David, landed her the gig, when David came to her, the Seinfeld character, she was immediately intrigued. It was unlike anything on television at the time, she said.
2: Yeah, uh, the, the, the waitress, uh, her, her more significant role is was, was she uh, she gave uh, George regular coffee instead of decaf, despite him asking for decaf. I want to say the diner was different, too. Do you know what Kramer's original name was? You know, other than being Cosmo? Yes. Um, which, by the way, they had to get Cosmo off of Moonlighting. Um I don't know. I didn't know there was an original name other than Cosmo. In the pilot episode, he was referred to as Kessler.
0: Was he? Kessler. I
2: know his hair is very flat in the pilot.
0: They had to, apparently there was a there was some sort of like it, like Seinfeld had a real life situation with a guy named Kramer and the guy wouldn't let him use his name originally. Yeah, for the pilot. So like they had to use the Kessler and then it got changed to Kramer. They paid the guy $1000 and they switched the name of the character. Oh, her. dude, dummy I me. Mean.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why, I got ripped off, man. That's <laughs> that's not good. Uh I want to say the diner was it wasn't it wasn't mon- I mean, obviously it, what what didn't look the same as what monks would look like. And then if you if you've ever been I've had I've never been to it, but Tom's restaurant, which is the interior scene. Right. And in the early episodes you'll see Tom's in the screen, they cut it out eventually. Like the inside of that looks nothing like what the that's set what looks like. Like it's not even close. And the original pilot I wanna say it was I don't think they called it monks. I think they called it something else. Like I want to say Jerry, uh, not Jerry's, but like Jenny's or something maybe. Diner and pub. Maybe Jenny's is a, pickle uh, Maybe Jenny's is the diner they go to with uh, with Bizarro Jerry. Maybe that's the diner she goes to with them. Or the one when George gets kicked out because he flirted with the waitress, and
0: now she's being mean to him.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then they start going to the other. Yeah, the other diner. Last night the one I watched was the one with uh, Dinky's Donuts. It's a good one. And uh, yeah, she's trying to get the guy back to Seattle. The Van Wick. I ran into it. Like, it made me think of the uh, the great, uh, like, in one of the, just the future George uh, dialogues. Like it was an early George dialogue done so well. Like, the, she was angry, my my friends. Like, an old man sitting back soup in a deli. Uh, That's a great line. <laughs> we'll get some text in a second here, but I, I want to talk about this real quickly. U of L announced that with the
0: the promotional football calendar this year, the theme games. Every game has to have a theme now. Uh, we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing this
2: whole thing. Oh, we do that here at the show. We can every day. The, well, I guess I do that with music, don't I? So, <laughs> so I mean, never mind, up Trevor. The, <laughs> the big
0: thing, I, I think, two things caught everybody's eye, and they're both surrounding the very first home game. Again, Scott, if this is going to be cool. If this is going to work out, if this is going to be a big time thing, we're going to need you to beat Syracuse, man. That's a theme? You're going to have to beat, yeah, beat Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse
2: beat Syracuse. I mean, easy, simple. They, basic. Need to,
0: they need to put an asterisk on both of these things, just saying contingent on beating Syracuse in week one. But the first game, Florida <laughs> State, it's going to be the Friday night home opener, uh, 7.30 kickoff on ESPN. Everybody's going to wear red. They're going to do a red out. Good old fashioned red out, not doing blackouts. I like it. The last time we did a red out, besides the, you know, we usually do it for the last for senior day right the senior day red out thing like rarely works because it's always cold and not everybody has a red jacket you know a lot of people have you usually have like black jackets It's kind of the theme
1: can go so, hoodie,
2: though. I mean,
0: yeah or if it rains i feel like we get always get like rain and you got weird poncho that it just it never looks good that's true the last time we had a really good red out was when the weather was okay it was the central florida game that we ended up losing in in 2013 um but the Crowd was fantastic. We had the towels. It was awesome. But we're going to do a red up for that game. The other thing that caught people's eyes about this first game, we're going to honor the jersey of a, I'll say, recent Cardinal great, recent to us because he's about our age, Michael Bush. His number 19 is going to be the latest jersey to be honored, It'll be the 26th jersey to be
2: honored. Well deserved. It just it needs to be up there and should be up there.
0: Agreed. uh Louisville native rushed for more than 2,500 yards in his stellar junior season, um or 2,500 yards in his career, highlighted by a stellar junior season when he had. 24 touchdowns, which led the entire country. I mean, this is when I start to sound like an old man. Like, I don't know if kids today really realize how good Michael Bush was Touch because of that injury in the last his senior season. I mean,
2: even his NFL career, which wasn't spectacular, but, I mean, you could see, I mean, just come I mean, The guy was doing an NFL career and had a decent little run with the Bears uh-huh. and the Raiders with, like, still plates in his leg. Yeah, I mean, you, he, and you was still so nimble for a guy that big. Oh, yeah. I mean— I still, to this day, I will never, just more angry at the at the Eagles for not drafting him in the fourth. They passed on him for who? Tony, I forgot His name was Tony Hunt, I think. I always called him Tony Blair. He used to just make me some, like, bum fullback from Penn State. Never played in the NFL. Never once took a snap. And that's who we passed on. And, like, six picks later, the Raiders took uh, Michael. But I was so angry. Still am. Damn you, Andy Reid. Dad. Bush? like
0: I feel like I've, I've talked about this before, but I mean, he's so he's my age. I think he's like a couple months younger. We're in the same class. And he was one of those guys that, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't have, you know, they weren't doing DJ Wagner stuff. They weren't raiding kids that were 12, 13, 14 years old. You didn't have highlights all over the internet. It was all word of mouth stuff. And Bush was like, I mean, he was like the white whale. Like he, he, you just heard like tall tales about him all the time. Like he, this kid, I think I heard about him the first time when I was probably in sixth or seventh grade. And most of the stuff was always about basketball, just because he was a kid at a young age that could dunk. And that was always a big big thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, he was like a Zion Williamson almost. But you just
0: always heard, like, this kid, Michael Bush, did that. This kid, Michael Bush, did Mm -hmm. this. He's going to end up going to mail. And there were three kids in my class that just, like, everybody knew if you played sports. he was a Bush, Keenan Burden, and then my friend, Tayshawn McBroom, who went, ended up going to Trinity, was a finalist for Mr. Football, and now coaches at Oldham County. He, I'm was, sad.
2: I'm sad. he sounded really familiar. He I had, thinking. like, in the, that
0: Trinity-Mail game, he had, like, 5,000 yards receiving and, like, a billion touchdowns. Yeah. He's, he was fan, If he'd just been a little bit taller, he would have been unreal. And I still think in this day and age, he would have gotten a better look at an FBS school than he did back then just because it's easier to showcase your 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 film and do, do camps. Like, if you can play, people can find you. Back when we were in high school, it was more, like, he's, oh, he's, he's too small. What year was the senior?
2: That was the, the, the Bush Brom. Uh, that was 03? My senior year was 02. 02, okay. Yeah, I it remember. was the,
0: the, the December of 02. But when Bush got to high school, like, everybody had heard about him. And then I remember mm-hmm. the summer before my freshman year of high school, this is 99, like, football practice had just started. And he got a name drop in a Rick Bosich column, which back then, before, like, there was no like, recruiting coverage. Like that was the biggest thing in the world. Like we knew Montrell Jones. We knew Mail was going to be so good. And it was a it was writing about how good Mail was going to be that upcoming season. And I remember Boz had a line like, "And there's a kid that people can't stop talking about, who's an incoming freshman, a kid named Michael Bush, who's going to play on the varsity." And I was like, "Damn! Like like he must be the r- absolute real deal." And sure enough, he was. And I mean, Bush was just you know everybody talked about him going into that year. And he ended up being a very, very good basketball player. But it was clear, I think, about midway through his high school career that football was going to be his thing. And then, you know, it, it became all about his recruitment. This is back when Louisville wasn't necessarily keeping. If you had four or five-star players in your backyard, those guys were a lot of times going to Notre Dame, going yeah. to Ohio State, going out to Tony
2: Driver, you know, Notre Dame was Notre a big Dame. deal. Um, that, that He was my age. Me and him were, I think, I think he was like a year below me. And, like, I, I remember, like, think hoping, like, he'd go to Louisville. And, and like, when he
0: went to Notre Dame, everybody was just kind of like, yeah. Well, like, it was no shock he shock. No shock.
2: I had friends that went to me, I'm like, dude, he wears Notre Dame gear every day. Like, he's I've, he's showing up in Notre Dame starter jackets on a, a different one every. day. I'm like, yeah, he's probably not going to Louisville, right? He's like, nope. <laughs> he ain't gonna, he's he's not signed officially, but he's at Notre Dame already. So my so my senior year of high school, we
0: never got to go on senior spring break because we always had baseball tournaments, which sucked. But – um. We were in town, and a bunch of my friends who played baseball for mail were in the same boat. Like, they didn't go to Florida. They, we didn't do this. I think turning now goes to Florida. All schools take, like, some—we went to Bowling Green. We played a couple games in town, and we went to Bowling
2: Green. We got thing. snowed out my senior
0: year for, for our tournament. We
2: had to play, like, a like, pickup game. It was awful. At least you got to go to Bowling, and Wagner's going on a road trip. going to the West End or something. It was— it's Like, as far as we'll go, like Southern Indiana! But so my buddies from mail are, are in
0: town. And they, a bunch of them who played baseball also played football with Bush and they were close friends. So we all like, we went out and Bush was with them. I didn't know him at the time, but like, you know, we we're drinking a little bit, we're not supposed to, but like Bush, one of them left it slide that Bush has already told them that he's going to commit to Louisville. And I'm like, oh hell yeah! I'm like, I'm like, and Bush is like, you guys can't tell anybody. And I was like, I'm telling everybody I know. I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna like write about this. I didn't like have access to the internet. I think at that point yeah, in my I life, no, I
1: didn't. But, like yeah. any
0: time he came up that summer when people like when it was still like a delayed thing, I'm like, oh, he's going to Louisville. I know he told us. Like I was like so excited yeah. about it. Like in my mind, I'm like. I played it cool. I'm like, oh, cool, man. Like that's great. I'm a big cards fan. And I was like, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, oh my god. You just want to hug him and kiss him, don't
2: you? Scoop of the century, <laughs> and uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, he ended up being a very, very good player. I think he still probably should have played a little bit more. But he, I mean, he was told he was going to play quarterback. Yeah. Like that was what he, yeah. he was telling us. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna play QB. I'm like, you're not gonna move. He's like, no, we're, I'm playing QB. I mean, he moved technically as his freshman.
2: Well, was this his freshman year? He officially moved to kind of the halfback position. They kind of
0: played him there, but they still told him he was going to like get a shot at quarterback. But we had Stefan at that time and then
2: i think when he was it the temple game that he really blew up in i think that was, was i think that? that was his sophomore year okay that was a, I, remember but, that, I remember i remember i us beating temple and him running for like 300 yards on him or something he's talked
0: about this in the middle of his freshman year when when brian committed like he wanted to transfer because he was like well if, you know if they're taking brian i'm not going to play quarterback i'm not going to get a shot i feel like i was sold uh you know a false on, i was si- signed here under false pretenses like, like i want to go to ohio State. And maybe they won't play me at quarterback, but at least I can like get a shot and I can do you know whatever I'm going to do. At least they didn't lie to me. Like they, He signed with Louisville because Ohio State told him, you're probably not going to play QB here. And Louisville told him, you can play QB here. And he's like, if they're going after Brian, clearly I'm not going to play QB. So he was pissed off about that. They kind of talked to him. They said, we can use you in a hybrid role. This is going to be good for you. He chose to stick it out. I think it probably worked out the best for, for all parties concerned, but certainly a very, very worthy jersey, jersey to have honored. I'm glad he's going to be up there as the 26th honored jersey, uh, and that's going to be the four state game. That, I mean, again, if we take care of business the first two weeks, with all of this stuff going on this summer, with all the recruits that were, and we got a couple other recruiting tidbits to get to today, but with all the recruiting momentum, if we can just win these first two games that atmosphere is going to be the best atmosphere that Scott Satterfield's coached in at Cardinal Stadium. Like it, people, it, It's going to be an event, and Louisville gets up for events. We are an event town. I, I mean, just thinking about it gets me all excited. And then having Bush be honored as well, having the red out. It's also educator appreciation day, Trevor, and the teachers are going to be going buck wild. They're going to be drunk as hell. That's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's going to be wonderful the other um,
2: education appreciation day
0: looks like let's not forget and and it's like the ringo star of this of these promotions
2: <laughs> read out bush being honored the teachers are like and no you know that's the drive through lady and uh, do where's my car and then and then and then maybe by the way the only good part of that entire movie i like that movie And i guess so that movie that scene is hilarious teachers will get exclusive uh, ticket discount offers by the way just letting you know, awesome. If you're a teacher listening to this and you're like mad, you come into that game. You're getting uh, cheaper tickets. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, that that's great and, and well deserved. Good for them. But if they, any teacher to put up with me deserved probably more than discount. They probably deserve a free ticket. But if we're two and zero, honor and Bush, prime time, Florida State, you're not seeing a bit of that logo up in the Adidas. You think no stripe game? I'm thinking no stripe game. Ooh, I'm thinking it's still like a half stripe. Mm, no. You don't think we're getting no. 60, we're getting sixty k strong. I think, I think we're I think we're getting full. I think we're filling it up. That's quite the prediction. I mean, when's the last time we did that? Hadn't happened since we expanded that Notre Dame game. We didn't even sell out. Well, when's the last? Yeah, but there was there wasn't as much momentum going ahead. I that game. Really, to sell Still, well, it was
0: a new coach Notre Dame coming in town for the first time. Yeah, yeah. If you were going to sell out, you feel like that would have been the sell. When's the last
2: time we officially did fill up full Cardinal Stadium?
0: Pro, I would. My guess would be that, Clems- game? that Clemson game oh, in Clemson 2017.
2: Game. Okay, the 1A, okay, yeah. When we had game day in town. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, okay. Didn't go well.
1: <laughs> the other
0: promotions for this year, South Florida on September 24th, is Kids Day. Kids Day returns to Cardinal Stadium. Youngest members of Card Nation take over the game and participate in a range of in-game activities and experiences. It's also Family Weekend and Mental Health Awareness Day, which having kids, letting them run around willy-nilly seems to go against mental health awareness, but... Uh, at least that's my experience, but that's what we're going to do. October 22nd, Pitt comes to town, the reigning ACC champions, which feels bizarre to say. It's going to be homecoming weekend. We've made pick well, we the homecoming game? What are we doing? I guess we don't have Syracuse. We've got to
2: pick somebody else. I mean, we couldn't, couldn't have done James Madison? You usually do a conference opponent. I thought you, I thought I thought picking a team that you game that you should you you feel confident winning is it's trumps the conference opponent. I think theory. it's almost always. I think it ha, I don't know if it has to be a conference opponent. but I feel like it always is. I mean, I was just figured you always want to pick a game that you have a good chance of winning. And Pitt is. I was talking about Not our ideal. schedule with Dugan last night, and I was like, I, when I look at it, I look at the schedule as there are three games on the schedule we should win. There are probably three we probably shouldn't win, and the rest to me are 50-50 games. And Pitt's on that list of games we probably shouldn't win. They should be good. I mean, Pitt, uh, Clemson, Clemson, and Kentucky are our yeah. shouldn't wins. Shoulds are South Florida, uh, Syracuse, South Florida, and James Madison. I agree with that. The rest are 50-50 games. I'm kind
0: of with you. I think there's some that probably like skew like like I think NC State's probably closer to like them being like 60-40. Pro- I agree. But I I agree. It's close enough that I but can But we get in at home back. this
2: year, opposed to being on the road in prime time. Sure. Sure. So that's that's why I lean it towards fifty fifty.
0: So Pitts Homecoming and also Football Alumni Weekend and Hall of Fame weekend. Wake Forest the next Saturday. I like this. It's Halloween weekend, blackout. We're blacking out Wake Forest. Oh,
2: two color outs in a season. I
0: like it. I wanna do the I've been saying this though. Halloween weekend, it's the perfect time. Bird mask game. Fifty five thousand people in bird masks sitting silently for three and a half hours. I don't know about silently. silently for three and a half hours, saying nothing. You hear a pin drop. All you can hear is the PA announcer and I guess the the small amount of Wake Forest fans that will be there. You tell me that with those nerds, if we have fifty five thousand people pitch black, wearing cardinal bird masks, those creepy ass masks, saying nothing, sitting in silence for four hours, that we don't win that game by a hundred points. We win by a hundred. Wake like Sam Hartman's pretty boy, he's just gonna lay down. He'd be terrified. <laughs> He thinks he's
2: gonna die. I would. I would definitely be okay with the masks. I mean, especially on Halloween. I'm not a big fan of the the, the doing two two color. I we do two I, color outs every year. I, I know and I'm not a fan of it. I'm. I'm barely. You're barely getting me on doing one color out a year because it's so played out right now. Um, it's just, it, it's it, and I'm not. And listen, I'm not saying take, have this take during the season. It's it's summer. We're dreaming. Well, for the dream pre- a little bit for the people me. who come up with the themes. and I get it's not that easy to do, but it's lazy to do. I'm mean, like. Well, it's also Spirit Day. It's Spirit Day. <laughs> Divine Spirit Day. The Louisville
0: Cheer Squads and Ladybirds will host a youth clinic prior to kickoff and have a special performance on the field at halftime.
2: Now, is that a play on the fact that it's Halloween and spirits? I don't think so. It could be. It it's also, be. if that weren't enough
0: for you, Party Pooper, it's season ticket member appreciation day.
2: Okay, can't we do that and just drop the color out? No. James
0: Madison game, November 5th. It's Salute to Service Day. We're going to honor veterans and active military personnel. That's
2: an easy go-to every year for every team. It's
0: also Band Day. Band-aid? Band Day. The Cardinal Marching Band. It's an opportunity for high school bands to come and see the collegiate marching band and football team at their best. Students will have the opportunity to perform at halftime. And it's also Scout Day. And if that weren't enough, it's UofL Faculty and Staff
2: Appreciation Day. They just pumped all the lame
0: ones into the James Madison game. uh, (laughs) Besides salute the service.
2: Well, salute your service and color out. We love the troops. Well, those two are just a gimmies for everybody. Like everyone goes, okay, we need a we need a gimmick for every home game. We've got two two bingo cards already locked in. That salute salute the troops. And I'm not downing it. I'd rather I'll I'll take that once a year than over the the color outs. Anyway, I do like the fact they're doing the high school kids on the field for James Madison because they're like. In my mind, I'm thinking, how do we get people to come watch us play James Madison? You do it by attempting them to see their own kids on the field. Ha- field unless we're game.
0: having a great season, then it's going to be tough. Then, it, then it if we're happen, like yeah. six and two, six and three for
2: that game, then it's going to be a little bit rough. Because you're going to get you're going to get more. You're going to sell a few extra tickets if you're telling them, "Hey, you can come. You know, auntie, uncle, grandma, grandpa, let's go to the game. We can see little junior on the field." You know. That, that's a good sell. That's a good way to do it. Now, I kind of get why we mentioned. Typically, I
0: think this is the first time in a long time that we haven't had a red out for Senior Day. We use it, we do it in football and basketball. Both basketball teams, within the last home game, you wear red for the seniors. Haven't we
2: done white out for Senior no. Days, too, as well? Or no. not? I'm just thinking of just other big games.
0: We always do it red out for, for Senior Day, whether it's in odd years it's going to be UK when they come to town. Uh, every other year it's been a conference opponent late in November. Mm-hmm. And then in basketball, I feel like it's always Virginia or Notre Dame. But we always do it. But this year, we're not doing it because we're playing NC State. It'd be a little bit weird to have a full red stadium, and they'd also be red. It would just, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose. Kind of amazing. Their Thought of that
2: too. their <laughs>
1: color. Yeah, I'm sure they looked at
0: it, and they're like, well, hold on. Maybe not the best idea, so why don't we just make it Florida State? I like that idea. So it's Senior Day. We're they're going to honor the seniors. They're going to have Hometown Heroes Day as well. Um, join Louisville football. Yeah, Hometown Heroes kind of get overshadowed a little bit because it's, like, it's all about the seniors. Well, every, every game has like six promotions. Well, yeah. We're trying to honor as many people as possible. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. We're just, hey.
2: I like it. I think they did a good job. I mean, where's free beer promotion? And that's what I'm looking for. They don't have dollar beers. Bring your bud to the park. That's every days. day. That's every game. We do a bring your dog to the park for football? I mean, why don't we do that for football games? Because it's way too many people. <laughs> a lot of dogs. Way too many people. A lot of dogs out there. A lot of, a lot of, lot of, lot of poop. I'm always surprised. <laughs> that, I was asking
0: Greg at one time when we were doing promos. Like the bark at the park. I was like... Like, how many times have you just had dogs just, like, crapping everywhere? He's like, or fighting.
2: He's like, we've had very few incidents. You'd be shocked. I'm like, I am shocked. I would think if you're taking your dog to that. Now, the pooping thing does surprise me. But the fighting thing I could see where, like, if you're, if you're willing to take your dog to a park, you probably know it's kosher with other dogs. That's probably fair. And, unless you're just a complete a terrible dog bleep right? hole, Yeah. And then you're just like, I don't care. I'm taking my dog anyway. Yeah, I'm not taking Penny there because she would be a disaster. Yeah, you should know your dog. Yeah. Like, I would take Khaleesi because I know, well, the only problem I can't is because she won't wear a leash. Texas, if you think Trevor's yard looks bad, imagine Cardinal Stadium on bring your dog day. <laughs>
1: hey,
2: you're a Reds fan. Shotzi would do that on the field. You. you should be You should be okay with that.
0: Texas says, uh, Petrino lied to a recruit slash player. Surely you are mistaken.
2: Oh, come on. Jim Trestle was Ohio State's coach at the time. You don't think he wasn't lying? Everybody lied. I yeah. mean, the
0: old John L. with Kerry Rhodes thing, remember that where he's like uh, – <laughs> You know, the first day of practice, they told because they told Kerry Rose he could be a quarterback. quarterback. He was in high school, he was quarterback. I remember, and yeah. They, they a uh, assistant comes over and is talking to John L. I think, I think it was actually talking to Petrino when Petrino was on John L. staff. And somebody end. goes over to Petrino and says, You know, that like doesn't look good, like the throwing motion looks a little bit weird. You're gonna work with that. And Petrino goes, Oh, he's the safety. And the guy goes, well, then why is he working out with the quarterbacks? And he goes, well, his parents are here today. Tomorrow he's going to be working out with the safeties. Like that's it. That happens. We let uh, freaking Marcus Smith play quarterback for a couple of times, to- like, a couple of weeks before moving him to defensive line, and he ended up being a first round pick to your Eagles. Didn't go great, but it worked out well yeah, for him.
2: Every time the Eagles draft, an e- uh, draft a former Cardinal, it never works that well. I just
0: remember going. I went to that open practice where he was working out with the quarterbacks for the first time, and after watching him throw into an empty net all by himself, I was like, nope. Nope, not so much. Marcus like 6'2,
2: 260 pounds. It, I mean, it was,
0: it didn't look right. The throwing motion wasn't like. It, I was like, this isn't. I don't even know why we're entertaining this. I guess we got him on campus. That was the way that we got him from Cincinnati in that recruiting battle. I think Ohio State also had offered him a scholarship, but we told him he could play quarterback, and we gave him an opportunity to play quarterback. For like two weeks, and then we said, Guess what? You're a defensive lineman. And it worked out well. The
2: him. irony is that, that Petrino later on in later on in life would use would tell someone, yeah, you can play quarterback here, and he actually did do it in Lamar. Yeah, with
0: Lamar. Yeah. That's kind
2: of <laughs> the weirdness of that story. Texas says, yeah.
0: uh, Trevor, have you ever watched the show Psych? Uh,
2: I know it and I actually I don't know if this is a guilty pleasure. Like I I, I, I like USA programming. Like I like to I still like stocking stolen?
1: Hey, dude! Don't don't knock silk stockings
2: <laughs> out. Okay, the look in your eyes you have, right <laughs> there, boy. Silk stockings. Ninety four. I mean, there's like there's like two million grandkids running around the, the house because of okay. <laughs> somewhere because like silk stockings okay. okay. Um, great question is that we the KRC people got to interview the guy that played David Wallace off the at one time. Oh, nice. And my only question for him was like I looked in his box and he like one of his first cameos ever was in silk stockings. That was my That was what I always think I wanted to know about was being in still stockings that he loved. Um, yeah, I mean I've never watched psych but I think I would like it. I mean I would I, I, guilty pleasure I like monk loved uh, Mr. Robot for the first couple seasons Duckman, weird science. I love that you asked him about. All these shows are <laughs> it just
0: makes me smile. Like the niche things that got cuz you and I both like we can't when we see something like that, we can't help ourselves. Oh, that was a great show though. We had a guy on, I can't remember who it was, but it was like a like a high profile writer from Sports Illustrated on one of our old shows. I can't remember if this was 790 or 939, and I noticed in his bio that he was from Walla Walla, Washington. And I said in the middle of the interview, like we're talking about something very serious, and I'm like I can't help but notice that you're from Walla Walla, Washington. The only thing that I know is that Tanya from Real World was from Walla Walla, Washington, and I can tell. John like kind of looks at me like he's like he's like upset that I asked the question, and the guy goes. I know Tanya from real world. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and we just talked about well, how, how often she said walla walla on the show for like five minutes. I mean, great. I would have to stick out. I would I, was think, like, I yeah. can't <laughs> not ask this question. It's it's all I can think about. I'm sorry. I can't, I, we can go off the interview once I get it out of my
2: system. I was surprised you pulled out some stockings. I didn't think that was still on when you were probably getting to that point in age. I remember being on third. I remember in third grade. That was probably before you were even appreciating what those stockings brought to the table. I
0: should have been third grade. One <laughs> of the girls in my third grade class at water elementary, um, gotten to, like, an argument with one of the other girls from Water Elementary and told her that she dressed like somebody from Silk stock. <laughs> and it just And I was like, what, hey, what a high-level insult for a nine-year-old to be tossing out there. That actually is, yeah. It was very impressive, because, like, I heard, and I was like, she kind of does. I was so like, ahead I, of its time. I've seen the commercials. I don't think I actually watched the show at that time, but I know what she's talking about.
2: Oh, the open where she's pulling the, le- the, uh, the, the legging the Stocking up, up oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I mean. It's not just a clever name. Ooh, yeah. I should check out Psyched. I, I have you psyched sound bits because one of the big popular phrases in that show is telling one another to suck it okay. so i have pulled clips from that and using it in uh, for krc sound bites before. uh we do have to get into
0: this and this is i was planning on throwing it to break here but before we go to break texter says not sure if this has been addressed yet but wtf outback for burger week so i put this out there yesterday <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I texted you that later on about this we
0: talked we talked on i think it was monday or Tuesday. We talked about Louisville Burger Week, how they have promotions at Louisville restaurants all week long that sell hamburgers and all this stuff, and you can get special deals all week long. And you being you, somebody who only eats at chain establishments pretty much, not not only, frequently eats at chains and has DoorDash deliver them. You texted me yesterday. You're like, Burger Week rolls on tonight, Outback. And I had to post it. The actual Louisville Burger Week Twitter account saw it. Did it really? I could just imagine the disgust that these people
2: had. They're like, well, this is not... This is not what we're going for. I, I like how I go on Twitter. I go. I'm, it's like eight fifteen. I always start AW late because I like to fast forward through the commercials. And I'm starting. It's about eight fifteen, eight twenty, and I go to, I'm like, well, I'm gonna check Twitter one more time because I stay off it during during the show, so I don't get spoilers. And I go on there, and I got like twenty six notifications. I'm like, what the hell do I got twenty six notifications for? What I haven't tweeted anything in two days. And I go to notifications. I see. I was like, Mike tweeted me. Out. <laughs> like I can't. Mike, Mike tweeted something about, he tagged me in a tweet and now everybody's either liking it or commenting on it or yada, yada, yada about it. And, uh, yeah, so I appreciate, I like like the picture of my my son. Like he looks like he's looking at the text in the way on your phone. Like oh, wait. He's, where he's you know, almost like my he's looking up at the tech. He's like, hey, <laughs> hey Dad. <laughs> hey, yeah. Outback? I know, really? Outback. I thought I'd say like, Outback, really? <laughs>
0: so, your Louisville Burger Week rankings, you now have Outback, I think, ahead of Dave and Buster's. What, what did I do Monday? Do you remember? I, t- I don't even
2: remember what I had Monday. Was it Arby's? No, what did I eat Monday? No, I don't remember. I have to. Uh, I, call, I have to keep track of what you eat. Uh, you and me both. I mean, I don't. I can't remember where I got it from. I have to think, I have to think hard. I know I, I had Firehouse Subs on Sunday, so but that's what not lo- a burger. What local establishment is up next for your Louisville Burger Week? I'm kidding, You mean tonight? Red Robin? No, we, I told you, you. talked about Red Robin. Red Robin. It's <laughs> totally pointless. It's just too extravagant. I mean, I might as well just go get a Wagui wa- Burger. <laughs> Sometimes from the at gap kids are just too flashy. I mean, <laughs> you like the old Navy commercial? <laughs> uh Tonight, yeah, because Dave and Buster's was Tuesday. Um, and it's not a bad burger. It was okay. Last night, Outback got Swiss on it. Awesome. It was a very good burger. Very tasty. What percentage of people that go to Outback do you think order burgers? It has to be low. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, I'm I'm leaning tonight. Maybe IHOP? Oh my, I, oh my God. I mean, for the record, someone on Twitter suggested <laughs> Lonnie's, and they're not on DoorDash, though. They do have burgers, though.
0: The person who texted in about the, having burgers, I guess I've just never noticed that on the menu. I always just go with the beef sandwiches or the hot dogs. Do they have a drive-thru? No. It's a, it's a very small oh. mom-and-pop establishment, Chicago-based. They love their bulls, love their bears, love their they, cubs. They don't
2: love Trevor. If they did, they'd put a drive-thru in. Oh, it's so good, though. It's right by Trinity. It's delicious. I saw the picture. I looked it up. because uh, DoorDash- IHOP, though. But also, I can't do lunch because I, I think that was the place that said they were open like 11 to 6. Their hours are. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a lunch like, spot I'm now. never going to be able to, to go I there. I think yeah. now it's
0: even 5 because one time we got off. We had like, were out of here at like 4.30 for something, and I was yeah. so excited to go to Lonnie's, and I got there
2: at 5.05, and it was closed, and my heart just sunk. That's like Berry's Cheesesteak, a place I really love. Ber- uh, Berry's Cheesesteak is fantastic. One of my favorite—that's one of the few places I love much I will drive not only like, got saved. out of way to, to go get it, but any, anywhere, even without a drive through, And I would sometimes get there. And like early in the day, and they'd be already be closed because they ran out of cheesesteak. I'm like, damn it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess who else is available? Who else? I mean, I need some suggestions. bro else should I get? Again, if you're gonna suggest something, at least go to DoorDash and make sure it's available on there first. But they're gonna suggest stuff that's like local, and you're you're
0: not gonna do that. Well, IHOP is local. Uh, local? is in they have stores in Louisville?
2: Yeah, but doesn't that fall into the definition of local? It's a chain. So, I mean, local is a broad term. Doesn't that mean that, I mean, it, it doesn't anything in here locally become local? Text says, "Holy hell, Trevor, drive. You literally can sit the whole time." <laughs> I, I, listen, if it's got a drive-through, I will tell you something. Now, I will check something out today. I will avoid DoorDash. We leave here at six. I'll turn on some Cardinal Insider Report. Listen to Jody talk because we did him yesterday because he went live for some reason. No one told me, and. This side thing is just throwing you. I mean, it's like you have twice as much of a workload. You're, yeah. you're not
0: handling it well. No, early. I'm, I'm handling early returns <laughs> are not great. You're you're very easily frustrated by this.
2: So I will I, I don't will, know how this partnership's gonna work. I'm more worried about it when we get an actual season. I'm where partners are little and I'm sitting there talking about Brian Brown the way I do. That's what I'm more worried about. You and me both. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone in that concern. <laughs> it's a concern that we share. So if you have a if it has it has to have a drive, if it's not on DoorDash. Gotta have a drive through. I'm not getting that. I tell right now, I'll tell you right now, if you suggest and I'm not saying you specifically, maybe you. Are you the texter? If you just suggest something and sell me on it so hard that I actually get out of the car to get it, it better be t- good. It better be damn good. Otherwise you're banned from the text line. Also keep
0: in mind, Trevor doesn't want anything on that burger besides cheese and maybe
2: bacon if he's feeling extra spicy. Uh I will do I will do onions if it's grilled. But that's a rarity. I probably won't do that for this because if, if it's the first time eating somewhere, I'm probably not going to do that. Texas,
0: try. I've not even heard of this place, um, but now I want to try it. Burger Girl Diner on Frankfurt. It was very busy a couple of nights ago, but well worth it.
2: Again, okay. does it reach the criteria?
0: I probably doesn't have a drive through,
2: and, and Frankfurt that doesn't make me think that either. Texas, my husband and son both like tumbleweed burger. That's an interesting. Never one. had a burger from tumbleweed. Now I have had I have had it before. I haven't done it this week, but I have had Chili's. They, they have a queso burger that's good.
0: Texas Jaggers, I love Jaggers, has good burgers and chicken sandwiches. It has a drive-thru. They do have a drive-thru. I love their spicy chicken sandwich. It's very good. The fries are also very good. Milkshakes are good.
2: Spicy chicken sandwich better than Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich? Yes. Ooh, that's a that's order a Right tall there with order. Chick-fil-A. It's very good. That's a tall order to put. Spicy chicken from Wendy's is really damn good. Texas, I'm about
0: to turn into the angry texture, but just for Trevor's food takes. <laughs> Why people get very mad
2: at you for these things? Why takes. I kind of get mad at
0: you for these things too, but I just let it go at this what,
2: point. What, what, what? Why would you be angry at me? Well, what, well, what, what, on on what universe? On what planet does does the one coach at Kentucky and you get ang and, and you have reason to get angry at me?
0: No drive through there. Now everybody's responding with Burger Girl Love. Burger Girl apparently is the sister restaurant of Burger Boy. Um, like five people in her house. I've said never the same heard thing. of either of these places. I've heard though. of Burger Boy. Where's Burger Boy at? On Burnett, I think. Um, but I've heard of it. Have not been either. But I had not heard of Burger Girl. But I think I need to change
2: that. Ooh, I don't know. I might be in trouble. Mom just sent me a request, a, a, a suggestion for dinner tonight. Ooh, there's a new Banditos place on Westport Road. The burrito? Yeah, there's one right by my house. Somebody said it was good. Somebody texted me and said it they was good. They just opened it finally. But I think I, I gotta try. I mean, I'm, I'm on Burger Week
0: though. Yeah. Texas. Have either of you been to game? They apparently have burgers with exotic meat. I have been to game. It was fantastic. I had like seven different types of meats in one sitting. It was terrific. Had a venison burger. Very good. My well, first suggestion is Benditos. It's on DoorDash. Somebody
2: sends me. <sighs> <sighs> Too well. Texas also. Someone
0: mentioned Highway 55 Burgers the other day. It's not open anymore in Jeff.
2: Well, that sucks. That I, sucks. I, we're
0: we're going to Jeff tomorrow. We'll be at the OG Studios. Yeah. Could, I was kind of thinking maybe we could check it out.
2: No, you're going. I know where you're going. You're getting tacos.
0: Uh, we probably won't. I've got to go. It's my brother's 50th birthday tomorrow. I'm going straight from the show to uh, brother, his I, house. Oliver's 50. Oliver's 50. He's turning right. 50. He's very old. No, Oliver's that much older than me. He he's 50, as yeah. of tomorrow. Last day in his 40s right now. Enjoy while it lasts, Oliver. Uh, Texas says, real quick, I'm trying to get through these food texts. So we don't have to come back. <laughs> you, know, you know, Burger Girl, Burger Boy might have the best spicy chicken sandwich in the city. Well, now I'm very intrigued. Burger. I mean, where, where's Burger Girl at then? Burger Girl. Somebody said it's on Frankfurt. Oh, but thinking I'm trying to through. the new Bandito
2: also has a drive-through, Trevor. They do. I know they do. They're at the uh, where the. But you don't care if they have a drive thru because they're on DoorDash. Yeah, they're on DoorDash, so it doesn't matter. Need to... the problem with that though is I gotta be I gotta be weary because I like girls who are weary. People get the lyrics wrong. Uh, I got to be weary. You like that reference, don't I you? Do. Uh, I do. I got to be weary with, with sometimes DoorDash because if you, I mean, you got to remember, if you haven't figured this out yet, I'm a little picky. We and, know. And, and, I, I mean, just slightly. And sometimes, like last night, like I was going to order, when I ordered Outback, I was going to do it, do, do it through DoorDash. But I had to switch and do it through the actual Outback restaurant because DoorDash did not allow me to customize my burger. Like, it allowed me to, like, pick the cheese, but it didn't tell me, give me an option of taking off all the crap I didn't want. Like, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, all that stuff that no one likes. And and, and so, if, if it doesn't give me the option of doing that, then you're not getting my business.
0: Texas says, Trevor, you could literally support an entirely locally owned New Albany or Louisville restaurant by yourself if you legit just drove and could handle walking in and out of the place. You're single-handedly
2: holding down the Louisville economy. <laughs> You're driving mom and pop out of town. I mean, if mom and pop wanted business setback, couldn't they just bring
0: it out to my car? Texas, my husband, he gets hamburgers almost everywhere we eat. It's annoying, but he also does like Outback's burger. It's a tasty burger? It is a tasty burger. It's a t- <laughs> Can that I have something to wash this down with? Texas Granville has the best burger. I've never eaten at Granville. Never heard of Granville.
2: It's the U of UofL bar. Oh, that's that's the one that, that I was talking about. That I saw the WWE news that got me thinking about Burger Week. That was where they suggested. There you go. Apparently, but they, they put burger. like the sauce on it, and they put uh, mushrooms and Swiss and all that. Yeah, that was the place. Okay. Will you use? This is a fair question. Texas will
0: Trevor use a restaurant without a drive-through, but that does offer curbside service. Yes. It's big for you.
2: Yes, because that's Outback this curbside for before they did, drive, they did delivery, and I would go there a lot, yeah.
0: Texas Burger Girl is pretty close to the Lexington road Frankfort Avenue split by Trinity. Well, that's right by me. I need to go, then. I'm going to make that happen. All right, uh, that's enough of Trevor's awful Burger Week takes. Why is it awful? Well, I'm sure we'll revisit it before the end of the show and decide what you're going to actually eat, which is probably going to be a burrito. Nah, I
2: don't—I kind of want— You're going to give in to the laziness. But then i got to worry about tomorrow. See, tomorrow's an interesting one, because I've got some time between the end of the show and the Bats game, to go get food in southern indiana so if there's a burger joint in that area i need to know too well we'll figure it out all right we'll do that we'll take a break when we come back oh god
0: i don't even know i'll, I'll try to avoid them the texts just uh-huh. keep coming in this is all anybody wants to talk about is your <laughs> your burger week and people being so concerned about the fact that you won't get out of your car to go I get food and love god i can't remember what i ate on monday well okay we'll figure it out you think about it during the break we'll come back we'll talk more about this i don't know 502-414-1450 is the thornton sex line mike rutherford show continues next here on 1450 the big x
2: Begging you not to do it. I ever told you how hot you are, Brad? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's has any song? So
0: stopped? <laughs> I don't think like, I don't think there's one song that's been more attached to like a a moment in pop culture than this one is to that.
2: Like you can't hear this and think about anything else. I mean, I think there's I think that's it, that's preference I think I think yeah I mean this is if you were actually going to do a, like a family feud 100 survey like this song's only known for this. this I mean yeah great great uh little little tidbit to that 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 scene that was filmed at a house they just like they rented for the movie and Phoebe Cates would later on say that uh she was paranoid about doing the scene because the neighbors could see right to the backyard Ooh. so she's like filming this and you know doing the topless scene and like you know people are being ne- like the neighbors, are probably. <laughs> I'd be nervous about that too. I mean, can I you probably. imagine growing up next door to that house? No, like being little, you know, being like eighteen year, eight year old Johnny. I mean, next thing you know, you're probably doing like Brad Hamilton. They might knock around
1: here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have you figured out? I guess today's theme. Uh, I can't remember what the, what the other songs were. I mean, you kind of fell right into it just now. I mean, scenes from movies,
0: um, songs from iconic movie scenes, songs from topless movie scenes.
2: That'd be an interesting topic, actually. What other those songs? Would it have to have maybe weird One weird science single. Stay focused. List? Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. God, Phoebe Kate's. She's the reason why Stop. I both love and hate Kevin Klein. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, Fast Times at My high soundtrack. Oh, I gotcha. Which I which brings time. up the next song. I'll, I'm gonna tell you right now. The five o'clock hour. I'm gonna, the song we're gonna play coming into it. Jackson Brown. No, but I'm gonna play a song from the movie. And I have I need your help with the song. Okay, I need the texters' help too because I kid you not, last night I spent like four hours on the internet dealing with this. Okay, and I hadn't I made no progress whatsoever. Interesting. So I, I'm gonna wait until the public hour. we get more listeners. You know, those probably waiting to hear about a you know a porno stuck in a DVD maybe, but they're gonna get this instead. That works. Uh, I have to clean up because you know before the break, Tre- Trevor's food tastes and
0: his. Louisville Burger Week. I feel like Louisville has to be in quotes when we talk about this. Just drove everybody insane. 502-414-1450. I've got to clean up. I can't just leave all these texts just sitting here because people have thoughts. They want to get out there. Uh, text not to mention DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, screw
2: local places on their prices and fees. I, I, I need to explain to me like I'm a third grader. How is it that DoorDash screws local businesses when, A, they're bringing in business, I mean, somebody like me would never go to, you know, establishment A, B, or C if they didn't have DoorDash. B, DoorDash is, you know, they charge extra usually for stuff so they can make their own loan. How is this, how does that screw businesses if they're getting business out of DoorDash? I don't know. I understand it for like pizza delivery places because
0: I've seen that. Like, if you're ordering pizza, like, don't get delivery from DoorDash. Like, have our guys deliver because it, it
2: okay. hurts them with delivery. But, like, I'm kind of with you. I don't understand how it hurts the... the- yeah, if you're taco bell or uh, i mean i know that's not a local status, but i mean well that, again the definition of local but you know if you're you know yeah like um is one of our sponsors who i get to doordash a lot instead of going up there because i'm lazy we've that part we've established i mean i mean they're someone's coming there outside not they're not paying for it and coming there and picking up just to go it's nothing but to go order right I think it's right, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've never understood how that's screwing over local businesses with DoorDash. Now, their prices are more than, like, the actual
0: businesses' prices. Usually, DoorDash
2: is going to charge, like, a dollar extra per on. Right,
0: but they're ordering it themselves and paying for it themselves, and you're paying DoorDash. I mean, is it a a tax thing? I mean, I don't... I don't know. Somebody can explain it. Because I'm paying... I I don't have an answer a credit,
2: I pay with my credit card through DoorDash, so I guess DoorDash has been paying them, but... Yeah, I, I've never I've never understood that concept. The pizza thing I get and I and I never order pizzas through DoorDash by the way. I always call Papa John's, Domino's, whomever, and have it done to them, but uh as long as it's a chain. Well yeah, is there any I mean <laughs> I've done Bear Nose do do them before. I mean, it's been a while. Bear Nose is a little more expensive. Texas says Kern's
0: Corner has the best burger
2: in the region. Kern's has great food across the board. Where do I know that name from? Kern's Corner?
0: Is that the, the local spot?
2: Place over off. Akronuk? Go there.
0: Been on some horse racing. Every true uh, degenerate gambler knows Kearns.
2: That's the place over by the Ford plant? I don't think so. Where's it at then?
0: The Kearns corner? Yeah. The one on Barstown.
2: Then that's not, then that's not
0: the one by the Ford plant. Exactly.
2: There's a place called out a corner place that was. Over, it's over right by near the Ford plant, right by the uh, Asian massage part of the place. I forget what it's called. I thought it was something corner that I've heard had supposed to have good food there. I don't know. I have no idea what you are referring to. Sorry. Okay, that's all right. Maybe I'm sure the texture does. Maybe
0: Texas, I'll door dash Lonnie's to Trevor on a weekend just so he will actually try an actual <laughs> local restaurant. Well, Lonnie's is not on DoorDash. We've he's he's, he's already. I looked.
2: think this this is saying he will just literally go pick it up for me. Oh, he'll he'll just deliver the food. Yeah, for you. I mean I'll give him like I'll give him will t- give him like uh, if my t- if my tab is I'll give him ten bucks to do it.
0: Texas. Doordash charges such a high percentage fee for each order that the restaurant gets less money than a normal order, even though the prices are higher on Doordash.
2: I'm getting a, yeah another text about Doordash here. Doordash charges crazy high fees for restaurants to use them. The restaurants end up almost making almost nothing under. Well, how do they? I don't get how they charge. What do they? Like Doordash charges the restaurant so they can be on Doordash. I guess. I guess
0: you have to pay to be on Doordash. Because you're going to get so many orders through this because people are so lazy
2: around here. But wouldn't, I mean, how much would they charge? I mean, they, I can't imagine they charge so much that they make no money off of the... I've got no insight here. Texture says, Stooges is the place Trevor is thinking about. No, it's not Stooges.
0: Texture says, place by the four plant is Kenna's Corner. It has great pizza.
2: There you go. It's pe- It sells
0: pizza, yeah. That's there you go. It. Uh, Texture says, Culver's is on Veterans Parkway in Jeff Clarksville. It is. Actually, it has a drive-through. You can order ahead of time on the website.
2: I've been there a couple times after we've gone to the OG yeah, just to get I've, ice cream. I've done Culver's. I, Culver's has a decent burger. I've been there. It's uh, it's in that steak and shake type of uh, style burger. It's a steak. I guess steak burger would be the definition. Texture makes a good point. All of these food delivery
0: services barely existed five years ago. How in the hell did you survive your adult life up to that point?
2: Drive-through. Just drive-through. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did spend a lot of my youth wishing I lived in California because everything delivered. I, everything was delivered. Like, yeah. I mean, if you've never seen Swingers, like they deliver. I yeah. mean, it's polka, Peacock uh, guy. Peak, yeah, uh, uh, po- is it polka dot or something? Yeah, like, pink dot. Yeah. Pink dot guy. Uh, and I used to remember listening to, like uh, interviews with Kevin Smith talking about when he moved out there back in like the late nineties. Like everything you get to everything. I mean, you deliver cigarettes, food, whatever. Um, and so I was, I was like, man, I want to be in. I gotta get out there. Uh but now it's you know it's come out here. I, I guess I yeah, just I went to a lot of fast food places really. When I visited my Ohio
0: uh, buddy in college, and this is like you know, oh five ish, the concept of alcohol delivery was just mind blowing. Like like they you can just call this guy and he's delivering alcohol to your apartment. Honestly, you...
2: it's still mind blowing to me that you can still order alcohol. And now as it's as
0: everywhere. But like back then I was like, This is this is game changing. I mean, I've said alcohol
2: through the mail as a gift to people. It's unreal. Like, at Christmas, I did a like, Christmas gift. I sent, like, some, I sent alcohol to some, I, I just had it. Met, like, one of them was Doster. I sent I sent him a, a, some bourbon. And he's living in, like, at the time, I think he was in New Jersey. I think, I don't think he lives there. I think maybe he still lives in Jersey. I forget, but.
0: text that I just Googled the worst burger joint in Louisville, and TripAdvisor popped up with a one-star for White Castle. Well, that's wrong. No, that's, that's incorrect. That's wrong. Come on.
2: Yeah. And, and, and now i think thinking about, it, like, the text you're asking about the non-delivery before my life. Like, back then, like, outback and red lobster and places like that were only for special occasions because we didn't go out like you we only went to places like that it was like birthday or celebration now it's like i get outback or red lobster like three times a week because it's now available on doordash people are very mad at you so when i do Texas
0: is a quality control issue as well. If the restaurant isn't directly partnered, the menu likely isn't updated and the restaurant can't control the actual delivery. People aren't very good at assigning blame and will blame the restaurant for
2: DoorDash's mistakes. Okay. With mistakes, one, yes, there's items on DoorDash menus that aren't. all, not all the uh, full restaurant menu is on DoorDash. I know that.
0: They're trying, to, they're trying to explain this to you. So the way I understand it, maybe Trevor can understand this. Okay. If a meal is $10, okay. DoorDash will charge $12 to the consumer but only pay the restaurant $8. These are generic numbers, obviously. How do they get away paying the, the... I guess the restaurant wants to be on DoorDash because they get you know, so many more deliveries out of this than they would ordinarily because people are... Are lazy. They don't want to go to the restaurant and carry out.
2: Well, wouldn't that, if, if that is the case, then even though you're making $2 less than you would, wouldn't the quantity outweigh, the, outweigh that? I mean, I'm, yeah. assuming, I'm
0: assuming that's what the restaurants who are on DoorDash are what, thinking. Are think, yeah, I mean, that's what I would assume. Uh, Texas says, DoorDash takes a cut just for being on the app. The business isn't allowed to charge higher prices on the app orders than
2: regular menu prices. Well, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, DoorDash has to make a, has to make, has a reason to make a profit to do it. Yeah, everybody's doing this to make money. I mean, yeah, I don't expect to I mean, that's why... I mean, I pay for the, the the monthly fee, so I get the 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 dasher, fee, you know the 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 fees taken off. But like, I always like the tip, it like, always has like a suggested number. I always go one above. I'm a big tipper though. Tip that can that can bite me in the butt because I'll leave. I'll give ten fifteen dollar tips all the time. Texas Culvers is a better burger. A Wisconsin spe- a butter
0: burger, a spe- Wisconsin specialty. Right down Trev's alley, I feel. Yeah, the, the Culver's burgers are good.
2: Yeah, Culver's is good. Uh, you know also it's good, like, uh, bacon cheddar burgers, our bacon Swiss burgers, uh, jack-in-the-box. Never been. It's not bad. They're, they're coming to Louisville, I think, right?
0: <laughs> Texas. The text line universally wanting to talk about Trevor's Burger Week is another example of why democracy might not be the best idea.
2: <laughs> Forget that. I like that. <laughs> I have an extreme
0: I have an extremely hot take. I grew up in Louisville and I've lived around the US, but Louisville is not a great, quote, foodie town. Really good pizza, but that's about it. Uh I mean I just go off of what foodies say. Like they say everybody says Louisville, like these national people say Louisville's a good foodie town. But I I mean I I eat out when I go to like other cities, but I I'm not gonna pretend like I have a great handle on the, you know, culinary situation in Charlotte, North Carolina, or Minneapolis, Minnesota. I mean, doesn't the
2: only thing that separates one town from the other in terms of foodie is being like having a a, a signature dish?
0: No, I think it just like, means a, a really good, great local restaurants.
2: No, I mean, I'm just thinking most places. I mean, I don't know. I yeah, I guess since I don't eat the local restaurant scene as much, I wouldn't. But I would, I, I would just the fact that Louisville has the hot brown. I would, I would disagree with that.
0: Eddie in San Diego says, "Yeah, Trevor, we don't have anything near as good as Wix, but you get Papa John's." Shaking my head.
2: Wix Wix is is good. Wix is a guy like Wix. I I, I worked at Wix. They made the list.
0: Texas Trevor just ordered directly through the restaurant. If possible, it's much better for small businesses. He's not going to do that.
2: I mean, I did yesterday with... uh, Here's here's the crazy thing. I did that with Outback yesterday because, again, they let me specify my burger directions on there. And you know who delivered it? Who? DoorDash.
0: Texas restaurants make enough on DoorDash and other apps to basically stay afloat but not to really succeed. Wasn't staying afloat all that matters. Texas, it sounds like a temp agency. The agency might charge twenty five dollars per hour, but the employee only makes a fraction of that.
2: Why are people hating on DoorDash so much?
0: People DoorDash is not like
2: like. Why is it so like anti-establishment to hate DoorDash or something? I mean,
0: Texas is a new place on uh, Shelbyville Road called Freddy's. It's very comparable to Culver's as far yeah. as burgers and shakes.
2: I've been to Freddy's. Freddy's is good. It's yeah. good.
0: Yeah, I'll have to check it out.
2: It's it's the steak and shake style place like Culver's. Yeah.
0: Texas, that guy is way off. I'd say pizza and sushi are the only places where Louisville doesn't hold
2: its own when it comes to food.
0: Now, now, new debate is Louisville the a better underrated foodie town or overrated?
2: Who knows? Well, sushi I've never eaten and will not eat. I love sushi. I'm I'm not you know no no thank you. I mean if, I don't right no I'm not even gonna uh, pizza. I mean, I mean, does Louisville have its own technique? Is it's the is Wix style? Is that like is that Louisville? we don't have our own style? Is that not a Louisville style version? I don't think we have our own style. I mean, wouldn't you let Wix style be the local style? I mean... And what is Wix style? Just a little bit thicker? Loaded toppings with just cheese on the top only? I don't think we... Have, they don't put
0: toppings on top of
2: the pizza. I don't, I don't think totally Wix has either. a
0: moratorium or has a monopoly on loaded
2: toppings. But they also don't... Again, don't put toppings on top of the pizza either. It's all underneath the cheese. It is. It's a fair point. That's... I mean, that's... Which I don't really like. We're like... Well, because like Detroit style is just putting sauce on top of the cheese. Detroit style is gross. And Detroit style is disgusting. Yeah. Someone so, sent in a text of
0: a book that just says bleepy financial management for beginners instead of driving 10 minutes i spent a mere 58 dollars to have my food brought to me and it's a picture of
2: lighting money on fire you think you think that's that's bad the, the worst one i I still get crap from i want to more because the duties give me crap for it unfortunately it passed away years ago but uh, i used to live i lived in rolling hills uh-huh. most people are probably familiar rolling hills is on west road and it was like one in the morning and i was like i want spinelli's now, I don't know if you did how close Spinelli's is the real- was I, I, that, I've gotten Spinelli's that place when I lived over in Rowan Hills, yeah, and too. Yeah, in time, Rowan Hills. So I ordered delivery. And, oh, like, I get, I get frustrated because it's, like, an hour and a half later it comes. You know, again, Spinelli's. I mean, Spinelli's was, like... If you were third ship at Spinelli's, it was, I mean, basically a cover-up just to be a, a pothead. I mean, I don't think Fair. anybody... I don't think, yeah, I don't think anything was actually done in there other than killing brain cells with weed. And I, so I ordered... It takes, like, an hour and a half, two hours to get there. And I get it, but I'm kind of like, I go on social media because this is younger Trevor, like, still, like, not ranting on, you know, Facebook. And I go on and I, like, I mentioned, like, you know, like, damn, Spinelli's took two hours. It's two in the morning. How hard can gonna... I see if I can find this tweet? <laughs> it was it was on Facebook. Oh. It would have been on Facebook, not on Twitter because I don't think I had Twitter at the time. I might have. I don't know. No, it had been Facebook because my buddy Zach's the one that I remember commenting on it. And uh, he didn't have Twitter. And I remember I was I've idea. got it. I've got it. <laughs> Did you find it on Facebook? First of all, this is this is Christmas Eve 2010. Was it did
0: you really find it? It's on Twitter. December 24th, 2010. How the hell is there a 45 minute to hour wait for a sandwich delivery from Spinelli's at 130 a.m.? These people are why? I am (laughs)
1: pro-choice. I'm crying. 1.24
2: One twenty four
1: a.m. on Christmas Eve.
2: <laughs> I just remember, my, I didn't remember, put it on Twitter.
1: <laughs>
2: no likes, no retweets. Come on, you got you got to like the like, closing line on there. Too. Oh my god! I can't believe I found it. <laughs> I just remember, I think I put it on Facebook. Maybe it was because the time. You I, got I, a sandwich too. My time was tw- my at that time. If you, you tweeted it, went to Facebook. I think is why I did it. Oh my! God. And I remember god. my buddy being like, "Dude, you are like." Fifty feet away from that. Oh my God! I'm just walk there, and I'm like, no, Zach, I'm not. I'm dead.
0: Uh, (laughs) Last text before we finally close the book on this forever. Text just says DoorDash Cardinal Stadium. There it is. Step up DoorDash. Use some of that excess money that Trevor's giving you to fund the stadium. What's that? Oh my God! I guess it was like so. It's one twenty-four a.m. on and So Christmas would have been the day before. So like Christmas, the twenty-third. Yeah, technically, it's Christmas Eve, but not, oh yeah. my god, I'm dying. <laughs> Did um, I died. I wrote that. Oh, can't, legit but. tears. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, five o'clock hours coming up. Uh, we're gonna move from this. Finally, there are some high. There's some more high praise from a national source about Louisville's twenty twenty-three football recruiting class. Two specific positions. We'll get into that stuff.
2: Can you can you fathom for about ten more seconds? Because sure. I forgot to load the video real quick.
0: The latest U of L and U K going at each other. We'll talk about that a little bit. And a reminder. It's summer, it's hot, sunny. ShadyRays.com has got you covered all summer long. They're going to give you the best sunglasses that are going to keep your eyes safe and you looking in style like Trevor Kelsey all summer. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code BIGX when you check out. It'll save you 15% off all your orders. And a proceed of all those orders goes to feed the hungry in America. ShadyRays.com, X promo code. Use both. You'll love it. You'll enjoy it. You'll feel good. You'll feel cool. You'll look cool. All summer I will right, we'll take a break we'll come back 5 o'clock hours up next here on the Mike Rutherford show on 1450 and 961 the Big X
1: Stroll along together Holding hands, walking all along So in love are we too That we don't know what to do So in love The so world So in love So, in so still, the-
0: I legitimately really can't compose myself after the Finale Suite. I don't know how I'm going to do an hour of radio
2: now. Wait, well, I need you to, I need you to, I need you to compose yourself, and everyone else do. because this, this is where I need help right now. Okay. You know this song, I assume, right? I don't even know if I do. I think I know it from the movie and nothing else. brought well, up. This was, by the way, this was the other song was the debut single of All For One. Was a rendition of this song. Okay. This song is Timothy Schmidt, who was poor former member of the Eagles. This has always bugged me. You, you, and you saying it is a great setup because you remember it from the movie. you see Stacy looking across the, 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 the mall and seeing rats. Standing yes there. first time I saw this that's heard that song in that movie scene, it blew my mind because that wasn't the original song. And it drives me it's been driving me nuts for years. You think they changed it like based on syndication? Because see, I grew up, and I've told this story, I grew up watching this movie on television. Uh-huh. And the first time I remember seeing it, like on the DVD and hearing that song, I'm like, that's not right. I know that's not the right song. So last night I start getting into it. I go down this this pigeonhole. And I found someone, whoever you are, uh, Dispenser98, for posting this hmm. clip I want you listen. This was the theatrical version and the original television version that was eventually changed for to that song. Okay.
0: Yeah, this sounds more more familiar.
2: Hold on, I'm gonna let you stare all the begins. wait will here in a second.
1: Me, you
2: So that there it is I wrote down every lyric that you hear in that, in that clip and went through Google and all I could find was people like me searching for searching the knowing, actual song I have never heard this song no one I mean it is nowhere to be found in in the world hmm and this is driving me nuts. and I I mean this sounds like a great podcast episode like I want to know like now I didn't learn through my research this is like I don't know like the dB cooper thing something me on this like weird the hunt but i don't remember just and uh amy hecklenberg who did the movie okay absolutely clueless like she wanted to do a lot of like uh, not obscure bands but southern california bands kind of under the radar stuff you got the cars you got joe walsh in there the one of the uh danny effin who is part of uh oogie um uh, uh on boingo does a lot of movie soundtracks nowadays he's in, they're involved in the soundtrack a lot and but one of the people who was head of the music was a guy who was also the manager of the Eagles, and supposedly that there, there was a lot of in-house fighting over the soundtrack because he wanted nothing but more Eagles sound. And Timothy Smith, as I mentioned, obviously a part of the Eagles, I could see maybe where there was a bone thrown, maybe, and he was like, "We're going to replace that song with you know one of my guy's songs, which not a bad song, but I need to know the song though. Like I, it is it is it is driving me insane. has been driving me? It wasn't until recently it came to my because I always thought I was nuts. I was like, "That is not the original song I would hear." I grew up hearing another song. That's how much I watched this movie on television. By the way, like to the point where I'm so memorized. Now I've got a I, I got to chime in here because there's also a, a deleted scene that plays in television versions only. That's not on DVD. That always used to drive me nuts. It's when Stacy's talking to Brad in the gym and they tell him about Mr. Hand and they're like Aloha. And okay. And that's not on DVD version or theatrical version. Now this this isn't what this has nothing
0: related to what you were just talking about. Well, that sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you say you went down a pigeonhole? <laughs> yes, I did. Can you describe to me <laughs> 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 what a pigeonhole is? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my that was
2: my primary takeaway. It's like a rabbit hole. I was like, "Let him go. He's rolling." Japanese, German, German. Harper. It's like a rabbit hole, but more mysterious. This reminds me of
0: there was a I, I recommended this to you, and I know you didn't listen to it, which is fine. There was a podcast episode a couple of years ago on I can't remember the the actual name of the series, but it was a specific episode. It won a bunch of like awards, and it was about this guy has this song stuck in his head and he's talking to his wife and he's like he's like reeling off the lyrics very quickly and he's like you don't remember that song it's from like the mid-90s it was on it it was on the radio all the time and she's like i've never heard that song in my entire life hmm. and he remembers some of the lyrics and he starts like google searching them in quotes and cannot find any existence of the song and so he's flipping out and he remembers it so vividly and he's like a musician too so he finds some other musician friends and they record the song like in his head like and it, it's like good he uses Shazam. He can't find it. He's he finds like some odd Facebook post talking about the song as well. And so like you know, they go on this whole giant he says it sounds like Bare Naked Ladies. So they get in touch with the Bare Naked Ladies guys. Like, did you ever record this? Or does this sound familiar to you? Is mm-hmm. it something you would have written? They get in touch with some studio contacts. And at the end of the episode, spoil it if you're gonna listen to it. No, spoil it. I'm I'm wanting to know. I'm
2: kinda of curious if we found the song and what song was it.
0: They found out that, like, back in the 90s when like music labels were booming like when everybody was buying cds and it was just like it was the pinnacle of the music industry apparently like they would just sign these groups willy-nilly and they would put out these feeler like singles out of off of their albums okay. and send them to like very specific regions of the united states only where they would be played on top 40 radio stations gotcha. for like two or three weeks see how they would do and if they did well enough they would start sending them out to other regions and, and go nationwide but this guy like lived in like this very specific I think it was like kansas city Or like the suburb of Kansas City that played it on this one radio station for a couple of weeks, and that was it. Like the band got dropped from the label, it didn't go, and so he he was right. The song existed. He found the guy who recorded it. Um, like went to one of his shows, like listened to him play the song, and it was it was the whole thing was just I'm probably doing a poor job of retelling it, but it kind of reminds me of this where, like, you know something was right. You know something was was different. But there's no sign of it. You can't find any evidence of it. And it was something, I'm sure, that came up because of contractual
2: stuff back in the you know, 70s, 80s. you talking about this song in general? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this came out in 82. I mean, and there were songs made. I mean, obviously, Jackson Brown did Somebody's Baby that was specifically for this album mm-hmm. only. Uh, and then they had other issues. Like, I I, I ran across where, like, the sounds, like, they're, they're versions of the movie. I think it's on the Blu-ray. Because, And I've heard this problem before where, you know, when people got music rights... It music rights were originally beginning. It was for theatrical review and only television. And then when video stores started coming around in the late eighties, mid late eighties, and you had DVDs and VHSs, it opened up a whole new wor- uh, can of worms towards, uh, rights to play music. And a lot of movies had to change the, their, their songs on VHS and DVD because they had, they didn't have the rights to it. They only had it for television viewing and theatrical. Now, since that's obviously been edited and changed, but like in some of the early DVD releases of this uh, of Fast Times, uh, the song uh, Tom Petty, um, the Go Go's, and there was a third song that were all moved or replaced with some generic version. Okay, because we need that, to move on from this now. But no, I don't want to like move on. I need someone We've to help me with minutes. this. Nobody cares. No, they care, and they, and then they care because I care, and they don't want to be down a pigeonhole like me. This is not the way that you start at the five o'clock. I need. Hour. I know. I did it because five o'clock. We had more listeners. Well, I need someone to help me or with or this. Some- 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I need somebody to help me. <laughs> if you want, if you can, I, 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 you want, you want, you want incentive? You want, you want, are you ready for this? Ready. Are you sitting down? Yes, I am. Okay. I can't tell. You're, you're, you're not a tall guy. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you can find me the legit song of this and I got, I got to hear it. Don't tell me it's so-and-so. I'll eat a salad. Okay. That's the stakes just went up. I, will, and I, I mean, it has, maybe it has to has to grilled chicken salad or something, but I will eat a small salad if you can find me the, a version of this, this actual song. I want to hear the whole song.
0: Texas, you talking about the song thing and knowing TK's affinity for the Mighty Ducks, what are the last three words to Queen's We Are the Champions? Then look it up, Mandela Effect. I mean, it's the, the last three words to We Are the Champions. I don't know the last three
2: words off the top I
1: mean, of my head. I assume
2: it's of the world. That's what I was thinking. Yeah,
1: of the world. Like the that's the end
0: of the song,
2: right? Of the world. I mean, there might be something thrown in there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I mean, is there? I'm is, assuming it's not. If that's the Mandela effect. I mean, I would just yeah. I guess there's just a random lyric thrown in in there that we no. Just it's
0: don't... of the world. Okay. Or the last three lyrics. Well then, why, that's, I don't that's know. It's not tricky. Yeah, I mean, that's... did
2: somebody think it was? We are the champions. Does he say it again? It's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's. I, I text you're gonna have to clarify. Yeah, I want to know. And then while you're at it, try to find the name of the song.
0: It if you already, already <laughs> discussed why Mike has a picture of D.B. Cooper on his tweet about today's
2: show. Yeah, we, we, we talked, talked I, about I D.B. Cooper. That was, yeah, the last, last two days, including last night I finished it. Uh, it's, I think it's called Where Are You, D.B. Cooper? Is that the actual name of the documentary? Okay. It's on Netflix. It's it's good. If you, if you like things like that, I would say give it a shot. It's not very long, four episodes, about 40 minutes each. Um, I've always thought was somewhat fascinated with DB Cooper. So I, I wanted to watch it. I finally, I realized watching it that I find myself fascinated with it. Uh, most people apparently are obsessed with it to the point where there is an actual Cooper con and they have like, the I guess the last remaining guy who was on the plane, like he comes in and talks to him and everything. Uh, he was like a teenager on the original hijacking and he's. Hmm. Uh, I'm assuming he's the only one they talked to in this documentary. Maybe the other people that were on it just don't want to talk about it, but uh, he he goes the saying, and they have other people. That's insane. Like, I couldn't, I don't, I mean, I, I I don't have that much obsession with it. But it's a, it's a decent documentary. Yeah, it's it was
0: decent. Yeah. Um, Texas, we don't care about the song, Trevor. We care about you ruining local restaurants with DoorDash. <laughs> I will cancel DoorDash if you can find the song for me. Takes just Louisville becomes champion of the world. Won't eat a salad. Find me some random ass song from the internet. We'll eat a salad.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of blown away by this. You have no idea how much has bothered me for years on this. Well, it's, I think it's going to keep bothering you. I don't think anybody's going to help don't you out. I think it's just. I'm like, I'm going to have to like hunt down Amy Heckenberg. Like, I will find her. Like, her name's also that's not her name. Isn't it Amy, what is the last Heckerling, name? I believe. I thought it was Heckenberg. I thought it was a Berg. I think it's Heckerling. Oh well, whatever. That explains well, explains why that lady was giving me the weird look when I kept yeah, asking Amy her Heckerling. Because she did Clueless, right? Yeah, she did Clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know who she is. You're still on her now. Yeah. Well, I forget. Well, it's Part for the course. I, did you think I got enough of the name right to be credited? I mean, no, I, no, I knew it, who you were talking Knowing about. my track record, I think I got enough of the name right. All right, let's talk Louisville football credit here. If, People are texting me ask me to send them the clip of the song now. Oh, like, do that. At
0: 518, we finally get to a little bit of sports here. Um oh, boo. Big news <laughs> on, the, on the 2024 front. We know Louisville's killing it with 2023. It's been the summer of SAT. Chillville's happening. Yeah, baby. We found out yesterday, TJ Capers. Is going to take a visit to Louisville next weekend. If you're wondering who the hell is TJ Capers, he's a linebacker out of Miami who is the number six overall player in the class of 2024. Not a small deal that you're getting the number six overall player on campus. No, no big deal. Doesn't mean you're going to land him,
2: but. We got the number six player, you said? no n- <laughs> i went what all right
0: sweet. he's the number one linebacker in the country in the class of 2024 number six overall player he's got offers from alabama florida florida state georgia whoever you can name uh his name his nickname is alpha dog <laughs> great movie great nickname
2: i like that movie
0: isn't bad I we're mean- disgusted okay, okay good. yeah like, we're, we're, like we're it, on the same page all right there. good I, I called it a guilty pleasure movie you were like i don't think it's, i think it's just good i like it too i agree but T.J. Capers coming here, no small thing. These are the types of guys that we've never been able to get on campus. We haven't even tried to get on campus, but he's coming. And then at the end of the month, we're also getting uh, Pierce Clarkson's coming back in town. We're going to have Mateo Uyungalile, another five-star player, Mm -hmm. but he's from the 2023 class. His teammate, by the way. His teammate from St. John Bosco. We've already got Mm -hmm. four Boscoans, if you want to call them that. Uh, Why not make it five?
2: I mean, I heard the high school change their nickname to the Cardinals.
0: They may as well. I've had three different people already this summer take pictures in front of St. John Bosco and send their pictures in for car. Conference. Are you kidding me? I swear it's great. It's, you it's, reached that far. It's a new Louisville tourist destination. I know
2: that's just where it's in LA, right? It's in or it's in like it's no, in, it's in Bellwater or whatever. But it's, it's Southern Cal. I think it's. I don't think it technically is. Oh, I thought it was. We've that. looked it up before. Yeah, I, who cares? It, look it look doesn't it. matter. I'll look it up manually. You keep talking.
0: Yeah. Um. So, St. John Bosco, they're rolling number one team in America. Why not make it five guys? The other thing that I want to talk about on the recruiting front is. Tom Van Herren, who writes for ESPN, he's taking a look at the 2023 class and looking at which schools are doing the best at each position. So he goes to quarterback. Texas, obviously, is going to be number one. They've got the, you know, Little Manning. They've got Quinn Ewers coming in, all that stuff. They're, they're doing great. But Louisville actually— See, Little Manning? Yeah. I just like that going. Little sorry. Manning. He looks at two other specific positions, though, where Louisville pops up. How about this? Running back. Louisville is sandwiched in between LSU and Alabama. And here's what he has to say. While the number one back in the class is uncommitted, according to ESPN's rankings, Ruben Owens, who's the number two running back in ESPN's rankings, has committed to Louisville. Owens is 5'1180 pounds from El Campo, Texas, considered Texas schools, among others. He had 2, 989 rushing yards and 46 touchdowns this past season, while also catching 15 passes for 252 yards and two more touchdowns. By the time Owens gets to campus, Louisville will have lost quarterback Malik Cunningham, who led the team in rushing, but will likely still have running back Jalen Mitchell and Travion Cooley. Uh, adding the talented Owens sets the staff up for future at the position. So he's saying Louisville is the second-best program in America— In terms of being set at the running back position for the future. No small thing.
2: That's a lot of lot of a lot of stock put in Ruben Owens, I think, amongst that group. Certainly, a lot of stock there. He also has Louisville on the list
0: when it comes to um wide receivers, which is weird. We've had an issue with that, but we're, we're talking about recruiting classes. Head coach Scott Satterfield and his staff have one of their best recruiting classes with seven ESPN 300 commitments in 2023. God, that's nuts to think about. It. Led by number <laughs> two wide receiver DeAndre Moore, who is ranked as the number 17 overall prospect in the class. The coaches also have a commitment from ESPN 300 receiver Jahil McClain, who's ranked number 261 overall. So they're basing this on the 2023 class, getting two of the best receivers in the country, including the number two receiver and number 17 overall player and more.
2: I mean, yeah, but receivers don't traditionally impact as freshmen. I mean, I guess the, the, yeah. the ones that do are the ones that are like number one and the number two. And yeah, Devontae play. Parker was led the team in touchdown mm-hmm. receptions his freshman year. I mean, I'll you, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, Mario Rudio was pretty good as a freshman. Yeah, not too much afterwards, but but as a freshman. <laughs> I, I, I mean, was I, was I think receivers a position where you can come into play immediately? You're you're talking about like the Parker I give you, but Rudia. I guess statistics I don't yeah. think were that important I he had like, moment plays you would probably remember. Yeah, but we were loaded and he was playing. Yeah. You can play as a freshman at wide receiver. Like, I think freshman impact guys, I think guys like Julio Jones and stuff. Like, they came out and just were, like, Amari Cooper, like, just blew up right away as a freshman. Well, if they're, like, best in the country. That's that's a high part. I, I get but I said that. Usually it's your one or two guys, not your... Any guy, even outside of a top but 10. But I
0: think you see
2: true freshmen playing at wide receiver. Now that, now, now that yes, I'm, you will see. And you've seen that much more often. And with some of the Louisville guys, most Louisville guys, you probably will see that. So, I mean, look at the other
0: names on this list. Again, This the four schools that are best set at wide receiver for the future, Ohio State, USC, Texas, and Louisville. Running back, it was LSU, Louisville, USC, Alabama, Michigan, and Oklahoma. I mean, this is – we've never
2: been talking I mean, about – it. that's an impressive – group to be in no matter what whether you agree with it or exactly. not exactly and it's I mean. why you have to
0: say Scott one you got to beat Syracuse yeah two we got to win enough games to not make this awkward we don't want this class to fall apart we want to see what these guys actually do N- not only that but give us give us faith that you can take all this talent and turn it into something spectacular that you can turn it into double-digit wins, that you can turn it into a team that can win the ACC, that you can turn it into a team that can flirt with the college football playoff. And if you're going to do that, you're going to have to win at least seven games this year. Eight would be nice. Nine would be better. Malik Cunningham said he wants to win ten. That was his goal yesterday. is what he said at ACC kickoff. Let's make that goal a reality.
2: I mean, I don't want to go on a limb and say one or the other, because i, I got to see what we look like in those first two games. I'm with you. I, I mean, me, I, you. I was very unconfident going into last year's game. Opener against Ole Miss. you me, fresh, you know, wet behind the ears, knowing me were, I think, a little peeved by that. But I was No, I wasn't confident it. either. We both picked multi-touchdown long. I think you were you were at least more optimistic I, than I was. I think I picked us to lose by, like, 14. You picked us to lose by, like, four. Yeah, I, I had no you confidence. You were closer. I had no confidence in, our, in a game with us. Um, my confidence level obviously changed the season went long, but going into that game, I mean, I, that's it's a bad taste of, of 20 in my mouth that it just wasn't, wasn't happening. But, I, I mean, I want to be confident, but I just— I'm worried, man. I really am. I, I And it's not with the offense because, as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's six games on the schedule that three are, I think, are, should be, should be. guaranteed win three that probably should be losses. At least half your schedule, six games is 50-50 games. And if your defense is giving up so much, I mean, if our defense can't pick up any slack, we're going to lose... 50% of those 50-50 games like we did last year and then we're going to 500. And There's no question. The defense has to be marketed and better. And if we're coming in and we're, we're in this season at 6-6, six and six, you know, win the bowl game, be damned, I don't care. Nobody and, cares. And then we end up, all, oh, we finished 7-6 because we won a bowl game. I Nobody don't will care. care. No. Nobody I, will care. I don't care and and you shouldn't care and, the only thing that should be cared about at that point was is how long it takes us to get Satterfield out and brought back in. Now,
0: you mentioned the defense. We all know it needs to take a massive step forward this year if we Huge. are going to be a team that wins seven, eight, nine games yeah. this season. A big piece of that puzzle was Jermaine Lole, uh, the transfer from Arizona State. I know we've kind of been people. I say we, the collective we, the Louisville fan base this week, has been dogging on, on three their rankings because they dropped some Louisville recruits and you know, the Midwest bias and all that stuff. They're KSR boys. <sighs> They ranked the top 10 most impactful transfers on the defensive line for the upcoming college football season. They had Lolay at number one. Nice. They're skinny, uh, according to them. They said putting Jermaine Lolay at number one on this list is a gamble of sorts because he missed last season with a triceps injury. Still... He played at a high level in 2019 and 20 with a combined 96 tackles and 15 tackles for loss in just 17 games because they only played uh, four games in Man. 2020. In 2019, Lole was one of the most productive interior defensive linemen in the nation. He had 72 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, and six and a half sacks. His addition will be a huge boost to Louisville's defensive front, and he should be expected to contend for all ACC honors. High praise.
2: I mean, I love it. I just I can't imagine how. I mean, he's. I'm not doubting you know people who fall college football way better than I do or way more than I do or both um, I just like he was so I'd never like heard of the dude until like he became a transfer like I feel like somebody's gonna be like your number one impactful transfer position be somebody at least be on my radar a little bit in I terms don't of,
0: I mean Trevor Come
2: on. Well, because because if you're that impactful, you're probably a, an NFL prospect, and that he usually, was an NFL prospect. I, but he I, couldn't I, come out though. Maybe it's the fact. That I guess yeah. He he had that whole year where he missed. Probably maybe where I lost him. In, in and training. 2020, nobody was paying attention yeah, to Arizona State I mean, playing four games.
0: Like it's been three years since he was national. But I mean,
2: relevant. you know, Austin was, was kind of an under-radar transfer was uh, your boy from Georgia to Florida State last year, and he, yeah, he ended up he ended up being the the uh, first round pick because of that. And the move. ACC Defensive Player of the yeah, Year. Yeah. So I mean, it's. You know, and he was—he was—he wasn't playing. That no, he—he was, he, he was well under the radar going in that transfer move. I mean, he—you know—nobody even talked about it. So he was a
0: big time recruit, but he just you know, Georgia's defensive front may be the best we've seen in college so football in a long awesome, time. Yeah. So he couldn't get playing time. He led, goes to
2: Florida State, led by future uh, Eagle J- Jordan Davis, who I, I'm, I might be getting a jersey of probably here soon. Really? I don't know. I, I get this feeling Jordan Davis is going to be our new Jerome Brown. I don't know if you, I mean I'm sure. Mark it you, down, folks. I know you remember the name Jerome Brown, right? Of course. Like the Eagles' defense. I mean, you look at Reggie White leaving in 92 with free agency, but Jerome Brown's death in 90 was the the huge, biggest blow to that 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 great defense that there ever was one for me.
0: Text is Rondell Moore, another guy who started as a freshman and wide receiver, made a huge uh, he impact. He did. You're don't, right. Don't rabbit hole receivers as players that can't contribute as freshmen, Trevor. That's a great text. I mean – Because you uh, said pigeonhole when I, you meant rabbit I hole. Get, yeah. He's saying rabbit hole no, when he means pigeonhole. First of all,
2: I meant pigeon. You didn't know that. Well, you uh, meant rabbit. No, you don't know what I mean. Oh, you were
0: going down a pigeonhole.
2: I was going down a pigeonhole.
0: Those famous pigeonholes in the ground.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, never ending. It was in, in a tree, I think. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was Texas. I get it. You, you text her, you want, and all you text her, you can go out there and find an example for me one or two, three, four, five, whatever. The fact remains is that in the large scapeo- landscape of it, you're talking less than probably 2% that, that impact as freshmen of all the hundreds and thousands of wide receivers that play as freshmen. I, or our freshmen. I mean, impact is a very broad word. It is. I would
0: disagree if you're saying they don't impact. It's one of the few things I have when it comes to broads.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think that's
0: a bad take. Texas, uh, did you see Matt Jones tweeted bookmarked about Malik? I did. Um, right after we had made fun of the guy who said bookmarked yesterday when we were going through the Clemson tweets. Remember that? Because mm-hmm. I was like, bookmarked. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you, you don't play. You're coming back, and literally two hours later, Matt Jones did the bookmarked thing for the uh, Malik Cunningham Nice. which like what did Malik say i missed this i can't so i can't even find the quote anywhere there was a tweet out there okay well,
2: you can find my Spinelli's quote no, no, no. from 2010 but you can't find this
0: no I, I can't find where he actually said it so like wdrb teased a story um, that about Rick Boses with his 5ACC kickoff items to to uh, to excite little fans and they tease it with a quote that says from Malik Cunningham they swear uk is that much better than us and we're going to show that they're not this year and in Bose's article, he doesn't use the quote, and I can't find the quote that's anywhere.
2: weird. That seems like a quote that would be, that's, I mean, first of all, it's a clickbait quote. Right. But, if there ever was one, really. But, I mean, you would think that quote would be in uh, Let's, for bleeps and giggles, say the quote is real. Are you a fan of it?
0: I... See, th- this one isn't, like, the, Clem- the Clemson one he's saying is, like, different. I mean, this could be out of context, too, for all we know, if it did happen. According to WDOB, the quote was, they swear that team up the street is that much better than us, and we're going to show this that they're not this year. And that's not saying, like, we're even going to win. He's just going to say we're, like— They're not 31 (laughs) points better than us this year. Like they've been the last three times I played. Probably going to lose by
1: 25. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's not the Clemson thing. You take it that way,
0: yeah. It's not like the Clemson thing where he's like saying it's going to be different this year because the only thing that could be different from last year where Louisville was two yards away from winning is you actually win the game. So that was, I think, more brash than this, which is he's just saying like, Everybody thinks they're that much better than us, like they the, and they're not this year. Like they're not that much better than us. We're, we can stay within two touchdowns of them. Is I mean, kind of the implication to me.
2: In your career here, Malik, they've beaten us by like sixty points yearly. Oh, we don't so. need to do the numbers. I mean, cause I mean, yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's over hundred points the last three. Because he did start. We well, didn't start. Two twelve started at quarterback in twenty eighteen, but he came in and played quarterback in that twenty eighteen game. And I mean, just had I think our only touchdown. I mean, you're, if you want
2: to be more accurate to quote, the quote is they've kicked our rear end and been way better than us for. So many years hopefully this year we can improve i don't i i, I wouldn't even brought uk up in, in in my my statements if i was him yeah i mean let's I mean, i'm sure he was asked about it. i don't think he just brought up uk on his own i mean even if he's asked about it, be so vague about it, be like they've had our number yeah ex- I, I kind of would too at that point you have to because you really can't i mean you, you, listen the, the time of being like this year is the year that 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 that's, this comes on on deaf ears and and plays out stale because you've lost way too many times in a row by way too much to start bringing out the, well this year we get we get revenge exactly
0: I don't like the because yesterday when I wrote about Michael McHale, whatever his name is from Syracuse Michael. Jones mm-hmm. saying the Syracuse saying the quote about Cunningham and Louisville's offense yeah you know, there were a couple people who were like well what do you want him to say I'm like it's pretty easy not to say that like, his exact quote was. <laughs> We don't see them as much of a we don't see it as much of a challenge going up against Malik in Louisville in Week One. It's very easy to say when you've lost this guy three years in a row by combined hundred points and he's had thirteen total touchdowns. Like, obviously, it's a great challenge. Obviously, he's a great quarterback. We're looking forward to it. Like, it's like you don't. There's a difference between like like laying down and being. It's not like he was asked. Do you think you have a chance to win the game? And he was like. Uh, no, we're definitely going to win it, or whatever. Like he was just asked, like the challenge about facing a dynamic quarterback in Week One in Louisville, and he straight up said, "We don't see it as much of a challenge." Like that's, you can easily get around that without saying we're going to lie down or they're that much better than us. You can just say, like, yeah, they've had our number. They've been. They're, our, cl- they're clearly a great challenge, but we're excited.
2: We're ready to get fo- we're going. We're you know, looking whatever. to take on that. They've been a thorn in our side. They've had our number. And that's how now, Louisville fans should talk about UK, or Louisville, now, Louisville players talk about UK. Yeah, and but at least with the reason I don't. I, I mean, and if you're asked about it, you have to. You Bring up, but otherwise I would not be putting UK numbers because first of all we don't even play them for what like five months. It's, I mean it's a long way away. Yeah, I mean at least with Syracuse, I mean you that's that's your opener. Because I tweeted the the stat about the the
0: Syracuse games and UK fans just flooded. They're like, well, what you're using these numbers? Why aren't you using the UK numbers?" I'm like, "Because we're, I'm reacting <laughs> to a Syracuse player." talking about louisville like uk's not in this so,
2: conversation you say i'm glad somebody didn't tweet it. i would just i mean there's I would like just, seven of them like I'm, right away i I, I would be a serious response like you cannot be this humanly stupid. keep that right. same energy when we talk about uk versus
0: ufl i'm like listen to the show i do like i'm very aware of how the last few games have gone and if a ufl player comes out the week before the battle for the governor's cup and says we don't see kentucky and will levis as much of a challenge I absolutely will bring that same energy and say, you can't say that about a guy that has lit you up for, th- for you know, a team that has lit you up for three straight years and a quarterback who could have gone for 17,000 yards against you last season.
2: Now, like, if someone had asked Malik about Syracuse, I mean, like, do you look at them as a challenge? Like, if he had dropped, like, the clubber Lang quote, I mean, like, I don't see Syracuse as a challenge. Challenge would mean that they give us competition, and we have had zero competition with them. So bring them on. They want to bring it. Like, they, I, that's not the exact—I butchered Clever Lang's quote. Sure. but." In the same same realm, like when asked to be one to rematch with Rocky, he's like I don't consider him a challenge. I whooped his ass for the first time. I'll do it again. You know that that, that would have been okay. But yeah, don't just don't even bring up Kentucky. Just be like they they've had our number. Yeah, we'll see it when, we, when it comes around. Yeah, I mean, but for, for Kentucky fans, who want to attack you for bringing up Syracuse. I mean, dude, seriously, are you just begging to like just be a human troll? You can't create. I mean, how do you get such good internet feed underneath that bridge you're living in? You can't put TK takedown. <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's the first one
0: you I yeah, we yesterday oh, delayed tk takedown okay but I got that was good right. we like you can't put out any sort of the combined total of these games numbers even if you're not talking about football before uk fans jump in with that whatever the stat is like 154 to 40 154 to 40 like 100 like they they <laughs> anytime there's like any sort of they see numbers i like, think we get 40 it's the first thing that comes to their mind we scored 30, what t- 31 last year 21 last year did
2: we really Whatever it was. I'm blacked out in the second quarter. I don't even remember. I think we all like that's why I don't remember yeah, ex- I, why just, I don't remember exactly. I literally, I literally just like I, I was I was like the dude in Grandma's Boy. I'm like, take this, 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 and put them all together. And if you're going to the Saint Asylum, I'm going with you, bud. Yeah, after, <laughs> once we got down by two touchdowns and I saw our yeah. guys unraveling, I was kinda like, Okay Levis <laughs> is giving up the three on the touchdown, I'm like, just roll everything together. It may as well have been like I don't want to remember. It may today. as well have been seventeen. Yeah. yeah, I was like, Okay. Like you know.
0: So I don't remember the exact score. I don't either. But we scored like the the first year in 2018. I know Malik had like an 80 yard touchdown run. So I know we scored at least once in that, that game.
2: That was like before the half, wasn't it? Or,
0: no, that was. It was early because I think we were down like 13 nothing, and then we scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody was like, hmm. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then Excited, yeah. Not so much. Park, yeah. Not really. Not I think really. it moved. Not really. <laughs> Didn't go great. Uh, 153 to 44. Thank you to the UK fan who have just let me know again what the total is.
2: I honestly don't, 44 uh, points in three honestly, games. Not bad. I'm honestly challenged the fact that not that they scored 154, but we scored 44. 153 to 44. Uh, that I'm not questioning. I'm okay. honestly questioning the math on 44. Uh,
0: any Louisville fan <laughs> who tries to downplay how bad that is, I don't know. Like I I will sit here and wear that. It's part of the rivalry. Oh, it's horrible. When you you thump your chest when you win, you have to own it when you lose. You can't just say, well, it doesn't matter, blah, 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 blah. 153 to 44 in three consecutive games is unacceptable. Where does that rank amongst
2: our, like, our winning streaks on them, though? It, it, I mean, it's got to be worse. We have, it's got to be good because we only blew them the only years we we, really, really, we
0: never really blew Kentucky out that way. Well,
2: much. we did. We had the back-to-back where like when John L beat him like 59-28 and then we beat him 28 nothing. Wasn't that back-to-back year? We beat him
0: 28 nothing and I know that was 04. Yeah. The year before was Petrino's first year and we only won by – we scored that last second touchdown to make it a 14-point win. But there were a lot of years where so we were – About yeah. There were a lot of years where we were way better than them and like we won by just like kind of, you know, 14, 17 points. Like we we like, wouldn't that, blow them out. We won by 31, I think, the Michael Bush
2: injury game. That was 59-28, yeah. I do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, that was. But uh, we haven't had a run. We haven't had a stretch like this. You know, three we beat them by sixteen, and you said 0-4 was twenty, 20 nothing, nothing, which should have been thirty five nothing. And then oh five was yeah. the Andre
0: Woodson fumble where we only won by a touchdown.
2: Yeah, you're right. So there was yeah, there was at least a close we game. We haven't had a stretch like this, which sucks. Well, other than the Andre Woodson uh, Woodson touchdown game, we, that was that would have been four straight blowouts. And then because then 06 was the thirty one point game.
0: Yeah, but mm-hmm. sixteen points wasn't really a blowout. And that game was close. We scored a lot like that was the let's that was the let's punch it in on these mother bleepers game where Petrino scored with yeah. no time on the clock. Kentucky
2: was so pissed that's why he took the knee up
0: twenty eight nothing. Yeah. I thought let's just let's just give Kentucky what they wanted.
2: I mean taking the knee is more of a slap in the face, right? It was nice. And then, I mean that was that was that was a more like, oh, here you go, little baby. Have your have your crumbs. Texas Charlie holding back on Joker still hurts. He
0: Charlie held held back on a lot of people, but not blowing out Kentucky when we should have Those years was annoying. Probably, yeah. It was just so bland. Like we, you know, we get a two touchdown lead, and then it would just, you know, run, 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 and you know, short pass, short pass, short pass. (laughs) Like I went to that game in when we were supposed to be like Teddy the Teddy Heisman year in 2013 in Lexington. It was like the world's most perfect day. I remember that, and it was just like you always knew we were in control, but we just never put the foot down. I think we won by 13. And, like, both sides kind of came out saying, like, yeah, that's okay, I guess. But nobody was happy. Like, UK's not, never going to be happy to lose, but they thought they might get blown out. We were not happy that, you know, you know we were happy that we got the win on the road against our arch rival, but it should have been worse. Like, that was kind of how I felt, like, all those games after the first one when Charlie was here. Winning. Yeah,
2: his last two were 32-14 and 27-13. Yeah, that's the one I was at. Yeah, that, that, I mean, yeah, you're right, you're right. He's... That was that was Charlie Strong, dude. He like you said the style. Like other than the Miami game where he was like we were all in the bowl door. games he
0: finally just like unleashed yeah. Teddy. I was like, Do this
2: all year long. That's true. I mean in the Florida game but even the Florida game we held we pulled back the reins. After 10, we
0: were up like twenty one. Yeah.
2: We kinda of pulled back and let Because a lot of people look at that game like, Oh man, it was you beat him by ten. It was they came back. No, that was, trust me, that, that's one of those examples where the game was nowhere near as close as the score.
0: Let's uh, take a break. When we come back, I'll, I want to get into one of the other juicy quotes from yesterday's Media Day stuff that we haven't talked about just yet. I will take some text as well at 502-414-1450. Mm-hmm. The final segment of the Thursday edition of the Rutherford Show is up next here on 1450
2: The Big X. Find this song, people. As we Nobody else was I mean, can you not hear this song <laughs> in picture of course. J- Janet and picture Jennifer Dation Lee standing on a corner?
1: Be babe.
2: She
0: must be somebody's Alright, welcome back, game. Did he play this <laughs> when he saw my concert at Dayton? Was it Wright State, Metter Center? Wright State, sorry. Uh, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. This is because it, it Was well, that, that's disappointing. Well, it's such a stray from like the rest of Jackson Brown's sound. Like it, it like he doesn't sound like any of his like he's not poppy really. I, I guess running on empty is kind of that's pretty poppy. Kind of, but it still sounds more like standard like I don't know, like music of that time. I'm than, assuming he did these days, does. right? I don't even think he did. It's
2: like his one of his signature songs.
0: It's more I mean I know he played He uh, wrote that when he was 16. Fountain of Sorrow. I know he played God, it's been a while since I'm I mean, that concert. I also was not in a great headspace for
2: to remember exactly what happened that night, so What what do you mean, Mister Rutherford? What could you have been doing at the Nutter? I had a good time. (laughs) We had a good time at the Nutter Center. It was a fun concert. Who opened for Jackson Brown? Well, he was. It was like a mega.
0: It was like they were doing like some like Rock the Vote thing. So he was. It wasn't just him. It was like him. I think James Taylor was there. Um, I like. I like that. I would like to see James Taylor. I think Dave Matthews was like. They, they, they like were there I'm like feeling it a like the trend whole band. of band yeah. Yeah. yeah these very all kind much, of fall yeah very much yeah like, like yeah.
2: that folk sound which I, I which is, I think what you were looking for when you were saying he wasn't poppy he's got kind of that folk sound yeah. a little bit yeah uh, so, singer songwriter I don't know if that's the sound or not but and then I had tickets to see him in, I saw him in Louisville one time and I had
0: tickets a few years ago um, and I got sick and I didn't that's get to uh, go or something happened I didn't get to go I don't remember why does
2: but. it bother you because you hate the movie running for uh, Forrest Gump so much. I don't that, Hate it, I just don't like it. You despise it. Um, that you that that movie is on, that his that song is on that movie. Does that bother you? No, because it's a good scene, okay? It is the, very perfectly timed as well, for sure. Yeah, it's good. The uh, these days that's on uh, that's on the Invincible movie with uh, about uh, Vince Bali. Never saw it. It's a good song, too, though. It is a good song, uh, both versions. Yeah,
0: um, I tell you what, I had oh, this, I wanted to get to this. We'll take, I'll try to get to as many texts as we can before we end the show, but I can't let this quote go undiscussed on the show. I know it's not Louisville-related, but yesterday at ACC Media Days, Pat okay. Narduzzi... Ooh, that's what I said. <laughs> no, no. Pat Narduzzi noted curmudgeon and also Pittsburgh head coach. So they lost their offensive coordinator last year, Mark Whipple. He went to Nebraska. Pitt fans were... There was bad blood there. Didn't he used to coach at Florida State?
2: I don't know. Okay, go on. I'll Mark Whipple so leaves
0: like leaves Pitt for Nebraska, and there's, there's clearly some bad blood there. And Pitt fans are upset about it. Nebraska fans are happy about it. So Narduzzi knows he's going to get asked about this. And he brings it up kind of out of the blue before he gets a direct question about it. And here's what he had to say about Whipple. Our old defensive coordinator had no desire to run the ball. Everybody knew it. He was stubborn. Wake Forest was 118th in run defense, and we threw the ball every down. When we ran it, we ran it for 10 yards, but that wasn't good enough. Talking about last year when Pitt played in Wake Forest in the ACC championship game. Mm -hmm. Now, even if that quote is true, it reeks of just sort of like I don't know, pettiness. Like like is. You don't need to throw this guy under the bus, even if you're mad at him. Like you don't need to call him out. You went you had the best season that Pitts had, like, in I think you and I's our lifetime basically. Uh, no,
2: what was the year they went to the Orange Bowl? I don't. They won the AC championship last year. Yeah, they went to the Orange Bowl one time, like in 04, 5 I think. Was that with t- Tyler Palco? When yeah, they were, but they, they were like eight and four that year or something. Something like that. Yeah, I want to say it was a team with like Antonio Bryant, maybe was on it or something. Not Fitzgerald, but well, yeah. Uh, one of the, the first conference championship season that they
0: have yeah. had in a long time. Um, terrific season for them. Whipple was the offensive coordinator. They had great offensive talent. The, you know, the quarterback was was. Fantastic! They went ten and two in the eleven and two last year in the regular season before losing to Michigan State in the Peach Bowl.
2: Yeah, they played. I wouldn't even yeah. guess that. I'm
0: so the, even if you're making the quote, even if it's accurate, it comes off as kind of sour grapes. The quote's especially funny when you take into account one: this is a game against Wake Forest that Pitt won forty-five to twenty-one. The offense put up forty-five points in this game. Two, he says Wake was terrible at run defense and we threw the ball every down. They threw the ball four fewer times than they ran it. They threw it 34 times. They ran it 38 times. Three, he says, when we ran it, we ran for 10 yards, but apparently that wasn't good enough. They averaged 2.9 yards per carry on their 38 runs. Did he really? (laughs) Whipple was justified in tossing around a little bit, letting, letting Kenny Pickett, their Heisman candidate, Throw the ball around on it, Wake Forest defense. Like I know they were 118th in run defense. They weren't great in pass defense either. I can't tell you what they were, but having played that team, having watched that game, they weren't great against the, the throw either. The, Their the defense was either. equally
2: bad on both sides. I always think that like, the only thing I remember, I remember that game for, is it, it ushered in the the fake slide rule that we're gonna get yeah. to. Like that's like, the only thing I'm, I remember that game for. Only reason why you should remember it. I mean, it's, yeah, it puts, which by the way, I mean it needs to be a rule, but. Until it is that was a genius by Kenny. Great way to use. I it. mean, yeah, you got to think. It. I, I know you hate when I do this, but yeah, it, they were eight and four when they lost in the Fiesta Bowl in two thousand and four, and it was Tyler Palco, the Tyler. back, the backup, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, <laughs> right before he transferred to uh, Delaware. Gosh, that's yeah, crazy. I don't think I remember that Joe Flacco was at Pitt. I knew he went to Pitt and transferred to Delaware. I knew that. I just didn't know he was. He had actually that was Walt Harris' team. He played uh, three games that year and went one of four. Anyways, yeah, great. Run. Sour Grapes quote at ACC Media. ACC Media, they kind of brought the heat right after we trashed it this year.
0: (laughs) They gave us some good stuff.
2: He mentioned New uh, New Hampshire, I guess. uh, I guess Whipple, that was, he had been New Hampshire with Chip Kelly then. I went, I was at the same time. I don't know. Because I know Chip Kelly invented that, came about with that offense at New Hampshire originally.
0: Texas, the fact that he would choose to live in
2: Lincoln, Nebraska instead of Pittsburgh just shows how awful working for Pat Narduzzi must be. I think, no. I think what he's thinking is, is, and this is if I'm, I don't know Whipple. Um, you don't? No. We, we're we're not friends, even though apparently looking at his Wikipedia page, he was a one-time assistant at Philadelphia Eagles for a year. never coming on the show. Never will. Um, I would think his mindset is, yes, Nebraska, and I've been to Pittsburgh and Lincoln, and yes, Lincoln sucks compared to Pittsburgh. A lot of places, Nebraska sucks compared to a lot of places. But... In this situation, like he could go. There's a very good chance if his offense is decent this year, he could be the head coach at Nebraska next year or after this year because there's no way Scott Frost is going to be that long, right? No. Like, I'm still amazed he didn't get fired just watching what Wandell Robinson did for Kentucky this year. They're one year away, though, Trev. They, they, they're always one year away. If I was the AD, at, and that's Trev Roberts, I believe, or Trev Alberts, who's the AD there, uh, I would. if I saw what Wandell what did at Kentucky this year, like right after Kentucky game against the Louisville, I would have fired Scott Frost right there. On the reason that you wanted to make that dude a running back? Look what you screwed up so badly. I think he has like a billion dollar buyout. There. I don't care. Yeah. that's a, I don't care how much corn you got to sell to pay that off. You They do spent it. all that money trying to get that COVID season to happen in the Big Ten. Saving Big Ten football. No, they spent all that money trying to keep their sellout alive. Yeah. Remember, there's still, remember the, was it last oh, yeah. year they had back-to-back oh, yeah. sellouts because they gave away the tickets? Uh, Texas,
0: I've been out of the country all summer and pretty out of the loop on Louisville Sports. And when I saw your DB Cooper tweet when I opened Twitter, I was
2: very perplexed.
0: Well. It's always just like, you know, it, it, sometimes the, picture's the picture is just a funny picture.
2: Who knows? Who spends like the summer in Europe? That's when tourists are there. No one wants to be there.
0: Texas, I love TK, but please stop trying to place the Big 12 above the ACC. It will have no top tier brand names in football. And as John uh, Canazzo, Can- Canzano, a longtime Pac-12 insider, wrote, Pac-12 plus Big 12 doesn't fit onto the ACC because uh, the ACC has superior household numbers. Its TV markets are superior to the Big 12, and it's not close. Also, the ACC already has a partnership with ESPN, which co- covets inventory in the Pacific Time. So.
2: Uh I can't speak for the ratings. The Big Twelve pe- they, currently they, they, has ten point two million TV homes. ACC has twenty eight point two million. I mean, it has a network, so that's a plus. But like, if you look at it outside and just on the field, I mean, is the ACC really head and shoulders above the Big Twelve in terms of football programs?
0: No, I mean, not. I think in I mean, depth,
2: no. But at the top, we like our best program. is better than, better their than their best theirs. Program. Yeah, yeah, that I, that is true. But outside that, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're looking, in, but in depth, I don't think, yeah, I mean, they're, they're fourth or fifth. is probably way better, as good as our second, maybe. But we're we talking now, not the new Big, Big Twelve, your current. We're we talking now, like new Big Twelve without Texas and Oklahoma, because yeah, even with yeah without them, Clemson's
0: still better. Who's your best school than Baylor? I but guess. I'm saying like the depth changes, like the fourth or fifth best, best school. As much as we've made fun of Texas for you know not being back and Oklahoma for getting railed in the playoff, it, it does create more depth when you have those teams at or near the top. Without them, like. I don't know. I think it's kind of a – it's competitive in terms of comparing Big 12 football to ACC
2: football. I mean, you've got – I mean, your second best – Oklahoma State's your second best compared to who is, I guess, Pitt right now. I mean – Pitt or Florida State or NC State. depends on the year. Yeah, and Oklahoma State's probably better in both of them. I'd say so. More likely. Um, here's your third. I'll I'm, I'm just bring up the settings real quick. Um, or standings. Oklahoma came in third. Iowa State's – I mean, like, I feel like Miami is hmm. usually – better than those schools you i mean know, yeah i guess i mean yeah Iowa State, kansas state west virginia Texas now they'll have Cincinnati. i mean these teams are all in a similar boat where acc is it's just you know every so often you'll have a, a cinderella year by one of them but most of them are consistently seven eight win teams they're I mean, still i feel like they're going to be similar conferences
0: they may have a little bit more depth but we're going to be better at the top with clemson and presumably forest state getting back at some point well i mean if they ever get back yeah, but yeah. miami having the talent like we we should at the top be better than the new Big 12 without its two workhorses.
2: I mean, you could argue, could you argue Baylor or Oklahoma State on the same level as Clemson, even though they don't have the national title? No. Is it just because of the national title? Well, I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, and being in the playoff and being
0: good at football. Like,
2: they haven't, no, neither one of those schools has been even been in the playoffs. I mean I, I mean, I don't want to do this game, but like, if you'd put one of them in the ACC, I mean, who's to say they wouldn't be winning the ACC too, Baylor or Oklahoma State over the last few years? I mean, I, I know I was wrong about Stanford. Clemson housing like the best other teams in the country. I mean, I know I was otherwise. wrong about Stanford's record, but Oklahoma State has consistently been a double digit win season for but the last few several years.
0: That's fine, but like they're not as good as Clemson. Like that's, like, I don't know why you think that they would just be. Well, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not,
2: I mean, Clemson. You can't, you can't dependably say they are. I mean,
0: but Clemson's like beating Alabama and Ohio State and Oklahoma. Like, why do you think that Baylor would be like suddenly just better than Clemson when they join the
2: ACC? I'm not saying they're better. I'm just saying there's. You could argue maybe they're on the same. They Clemson's not head and shoulders ahead of them though. You could. I mean, you could argue anything. It would be a terrible argument though. I mean, usually Baylor would have one or two losses, and it's usually and they primarily. I mean, I would think maybe play a tougher schedule, especially at the time when you're playing Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, like those
0: teams, they can't even win their conferences, and Clemson's beating Alabama and beating the Georgias and Ohio States the
2: world well, when they get in the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. But that's to get into play. I mean, but
0: they, I'm saying like. You have to beat like Oklahoma gets housed by everybody when they get in the playoff. Baylor and Oklahoma State can't beat
1: them.
2: But I mean, you look at Clemson's years, and I'm not so strong on this. So I don't want to go down too much with it, but like if you look at the years Clemson went to the playoffs, I mean their schedule outside going to the playoff, and I'm not saying they weren't good, but they were probably easier than any schedule Baylor or Oklahoma State played that year,
0: top to bottom. Yeah, but like Baylor, that also again those teams aren't beating the teams that Clemson is beating once they get to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, but they didn't have a chance to get to the playoffs and beat them. Because they, they can't, because they can't though, beat them. They? No, didn't, didn't play playoff one Bay year? Bears never been to a playoff. No, Oklahoma
0: say it's never been to a playoff. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think. That, no, I don't think you can make this argument at all. Uh, Texas, did you see the NCAA is about to eliminate one time transfer? I did see this. That basically, in a limited window, you're allowed to transfer without sitting out a year, so long as you. It's, it's, it was very much like an elementary school rule. Like, like so long as you have a note, you're allowed to transfer without punishment uh wherever you want to go as many times as you want oh, to go yeah, but no. during this this period of time
2: um oh, be, i didn't realize how late it was yeah we got almost that's why i didn't want to get too much into it even well, you did and you, you i really that. still want to argue it but i will save it yeah um because okay. i want more people to give me that song still
0: okay <laughs> um it so actually did say that i remember people saying that Manuel Forrest was the best recruit in his class i have to look that up i, don't I mean
2: i believe it i mean he was a big recruit he's huge yeah okay um, last last time. I mean, where would Wes Unsel have been ranked? I wonder in his class. Probably pretty high. Uh. Yeah, I would think so
0: too. Seriously, I was excited about recruiting for a while there. Now with NIL and the DJ Wagner experience, I'm close to just blocking it out until somebody tells me the following roster is ready to be viewed.
2: Well, speak for yourself. I don't know when he says DJ Wagner. I feel like the, my mind goes. Remember the old Mick Michael Vick experience, but like ride. Like that's what I picture when he says that. I like the. DJ, I can see this being a ride. Last act <laughs> now officially, for the love of all that is holy, put
0: that Trevor tweet on a plaque and put it in the Big X Studios like the Tim Tebow. Beach, we probably do need to make that happen
2: spinel forever I, christmas eve tweets at 1:30 a.m forever i don't think but the last line that tweet probably wouldn't float well in this in this studio
0: well <laughs> in this one particular it's fine uh
2: <laughs> good lord props to anybody who's that would it.
0: fit well here all right uh, i don't even know what to say <laughs> yeah. we got the cardinal insider with jody demling coming up next keep it locked right here on 1450 the big x everybody have a fantastic thursday we'll see you tomorrow from the og studios yeah be baby a three to five thirty show uh check us out again have a fantastic thursday stay cool <laughs>